You are listening to Shoot and Scoop. The Flames of War Team Yankee Federation. Nam and Great War Podcast tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world. 15 minutes of wargaming with our tongues firmly our cheeks. Our panzers flat to the ground. And our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook. And on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. And let's shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is not rah rah Rasputin, love of the Russian queen. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out our Dice of War, our dice sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you need bunkers to bust, mm, bust, to bust, or to barns to go to fast on, then head over to frontlineterrain.square.site, our awesome terrain sponsor. Terrain, terrain. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay one pound a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez. I've got the best wife ever, Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan, sexy voice, Gosling. Hello. <laughs> and Lee, adorable laugh, Parnell. I, I feel touched to be called adorable in any any capacity, so thanks. <laughs> Welcome to episode 100, the one where we don't need a subtitle. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Absolute drivel, same as always. Mm. Absolute drivel. 100 episodes of nothing. Celebrating <laughs> <laughs> mm. <Celebrate in> mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's what made Britain great. It was, it was, it was the one where we don't need a subtitle, or the one where I'm amazed we still have a clean rating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I, yeah, that's it. Every day's an adventure as far as that's concerned. <laughs> oh. Just uh, bleeping everything out. Yeah, how has that happened for 100 episodes? Like, we had Coxer on here. Like, how was that a clean episode? <laughs> oh, um, God. I was just thinking, you know what we should do? Maybe for the April, April 4th episode, is like pay it. Pay that cameo thing that people can get like some sort of minor oh, yeah. celebrity to do this. I thought we were minor celebrities. No, well, no, mean... no, no. But like probably like, but like um... on the alphabet scale, like a proper yeah. Z-lister. <laughs> like Paul Chuck Barry. Yeah, Paul Chuckle. Let's get Paul Chuckle to do it. Oh, oh my God. Hasselhoff, but okay. It's a... No, no, it can't Hasselhoff. be Hasselhoff. He's Hasselhoff American. A, he's a star lister, right? Yeah. He does cameo. Hold on. Let me have a look on cameo. You carry on. He's probably not I've as got big an account, weirdly. He's bigger in Germany, though. Yeah, can you do it in German? <gasps> in German. Yeah, you need to do it in German. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? So, we didn't know it. No. No, Have we, we haven't. <laughs> I'm trying no. to get us back on track. This is the third time we've tried to do it. Okay, so tonight we are <laughs> we are going to be doing a special <laughs> episode 100. We'll be um, covering Internet Famous, as always. Say hello to our new patrons. We'll be talking about what we've been painting in Faces Bases. Talking about what we've been playing in News in the Front. Lee, Lee. You're totally right. We have done this bit, haven't we? Yes, I thought so. I thought we hadn't. No, we have done that bit. It's the bit where he goes over to, it's the bit where he cuts to you to say, We're doing. So, Duncan, what what have you been painting? Nothing. Still nothing. What? No, I've I've been. Nothing. No, I've been been assembling. I've got. uh, And it's not Flames of War. I haven't played any Flames of War or done anything Flames of War related since Warfare. I mean, that was before. Before the last episode, so before the end times, I know. Yeah. Um, but no, I've got, I've got some stuff. You got, you got some stuff to haul back for me, so I can finish my Task Force A stuff off. Yes. And then I've been putting together my dwarf 
Kings of War slash Old World Army that uh, Chris has printed for me kindly. I need to get some more actually because you know you can't have enough. Uh, never have enough. Never have enough. Um, and what else have I been printing? Oh, a Star Wars Legion. Okay. So I got some Star Wars Legion because I like the Marvel. envelope. Yeah, I just I think it's one of those things where like warfare always taxes my brain, like any tournament does, and then I have to untax palette, it. Palette cleanse. Yeah, mm. just have a little yourself. bit of a a little bit of a stop. And the other thing is, I'm, I want to see where we go next, like on this mad roller coaster of Battlefront releases. Battlefront release schedule dictating our lives. Yeah. Well, just because because I'm looking at I've got like almost all the stuff for flames. The only thing I was thinking about doing maybe was revisiting my deck because I don't like my deck infantry and I think I've said that a number of times yeah yes but yeah, that's it, it might have to be revisited like Bride's Head <laughs> that's fair enough but yeah right. I, I don't know I'm going to wait for the new year wait for some inspiration and I've got a lot of children still to paint so I'm you know <laughs> children yeah Lee's got some children that I need to more children and More Boris children. Johnson family reunion. Yeah. But less fathers. <laughs> so, you know, the Lord giveth. Yeah, I'm, I'm still quite looking forward to that. I know, I, I did play, I played one game with them. Mm-hmm. I did play Cat Flames War game with my um, German late war stuff. And uh, the ambushing folks, um, uh, Hitler Youth. Sorry. Hitler Youth, yeah. Lovely. Told you. Lovely. Lovely. What did I say? It's even more hilarious when they shoot pans of house at infantry and kill them on the way. In a, yep. What? You know, yeah. Well, they're assaulting you. You still get to fire, don't you? Slow firing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. still firepower fire. So it's got a decent chance. You know, yeah. It's got eight chance of digging someone out. And it's you like can one shot rocket man a lot at people. So, you rocket know, man. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It was very enjoyable. Take that, Canadian Sherman. <laughs> yeah. Assault me, would you? So yeah, right. <laughs> oh, more and I get my my tank hunter pouch hands. <laughs> they're, they're they're good fun. The um oh. the old men just sort of sat there, and the uh, Panzer Grenadiers, the actual veteran Panzer Grenadiers, were fantastic, but completely uh, just running around like headless chickens trying to plug all these fires. <laughs> so so yeah, I've got those to do, and um, I'm I, actually I was talking to Luke about that um tournament thing or the event day in. Uh, for Team Yankee, he can mm-hmm. find the tickets on the website. So I might have to ask you for the link because oh, uh, I'm thinking yes. about that now. No, I had, I had, I did the same. It doesn't come up one way. Do you have special dispensation? <clears throat> no, I thought the same thing. It's not in their list of events, but the event tickets are on the website somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I need to get mine sorted out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, for mine. that, I want to take the Iranians. That's going to be such a stupid matchup. Yep. It's going to be hilarious. What have you got? 20 jeeps what have you got 300 infantry oh, ah. it's not the 20 it's not the 20 jeeps it's more oh you brought a challenger too have you oh that's cute that's just cute. a machine gun carrier now <laughs> <laughs> i mean brutal does do a lot of heavy lifting there as well so yeah but it's only gonna be mm. two stands and you... Well, you can't dig in can you nope. so what... okay can't you dig in digging in. doesn't need yes yeah, it's just machine guns nope. it's all you need you're gonna run out before you uh yep. All of the allies, some of the Akbar. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself. No one else is, but I'm going to enjoy myself. Nice. I'll put the MLRS in then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. 
Because they throw themselves 400 feet in the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rapidly disassemble. Yep. But no, I haven't really done much painting. It's been sticking stuff together. And I actually, I have to put myself through this because I get kind of, I need a palette cleanser and then I have to put stuff together. And then uh, I really hate assembling stuff. So it we should, me we that, should just align you know, forces, shouldn't we? Well, just, you can assemble I stuff can just and I'll build just it try and paint and it. Yeah. Paint it. Yeah. I really hate it. Like these Star Wars Legion models are stupid as well. They got like, uh, ugh. they're like the new Space Marines, you know, with the, the split um, arm guards. Yeah. They got like, oh, this is this is the torso, and this is the leg of one of the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, yep, right. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Which faction are you doing, Mandalorians? Are you? Is that uh, I'm doing um, Black Sun, so the Mercenary. So I get to use my favourite uh, Darth, Darth Maul. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, what else have I got in there? Mandalorians, some Pike Syndicate people. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of the scumbags, and I do get to use the cool trucks, and it did just make me think. I don't know why no, no one's done an Imperial Guard army using these little hover hover trucks that they've got. So they'd be perfect. Are they roughly the same scale? Yep. Ah, exactly. You could do uh, a, a proper uh, 40k uh, Imperial army full of stormtroopers. Nice. I mean, there's a reason that faultless were originally called blasters in the original rules, so it could be yeah. as, as easy <laughs> No original, was it no such thing as original content? Yeah. It's back in 40K, it's maybe like a generic sci-fi rule set, so. Yeah. Oh, good old that's generic. why power swords look more like um, lightsabers in the original. <gasps> How dare you. Laser swords? Surely they're copyrightable. <laughs> Last sword. Last sword, yeah. Last sword. <laughs> What's powering this? Power. Oh, I see. Let's see how that works. Super. But yeah, that's been mostly it. So not nothing too exciting. Um, yeah. When I say nothing too exciting, I mean nothing exciting at all. Nothing exciting at all. I mean, this entire lab will have like a boring time. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's a bit exciting, right? Well, does it? I don't know. I don't it does know. Does you want more patrons? Oh, I see. Just <laughs> start apologising to people. Yeah, well, episode episode one hundred and one, where not much happens. Yeah, Silencio. Yeah, well, I've not oh. played any games. I've I just realised we once again forgot to do internet famous first. No, I, I've remembered because I was about to go back in. I was going to segue off the Patreon bit, and then I thought cool. I'd wait until the end of the painting bit. But yeah, let's go back to internet famous. Let's chop it up, shake yeah. it around. Um, yeah, we have. Yeah. We have a lot three. Of editing. Three. Yeah, it's a lot of editing. This is going to take pretty much all of Christmas, so good luck, guys. Um, three internet patrons, two of which are new. Um, <laughs> so the first new internet famous patron is Ura MacFree, the best a man can get. Um, Ura? Uria? Uria? Urine? Uh, that's, Uriah. I was trying not to go that far. Uriah? Yeah. Uriah. Oh, there you go. Uriah Mac 3, the best a man can get. Um, which I've now, now having tried to remember what the actual jingle was for that razor blade, it is the now best stuck, <laughs> it's now stuck in my brain. So, yep. Darren, for your own sanity, don't Google it because it just won't go away. <laughs> I, I, slightly, it was segue there. I once went on a, uh, a two and a half hour motor ride, a motorcycle, motor ride, motorcycle ride, um, and just before I left, my sister jokingly said to me, instead of going auto glass repair, auto glass replace. 
She went, huh, auto glass your hair, auto glass your face. And that's all I could think of for two and a half hours on a motorcycle. I thought um, you were going to say you crashed. That A303. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a windscreen. Thank God for that. Replaced by auto glass. This, this episode sponsor is auto glass. Um, auto no, glass repair. Auto glass, <laughs> glass your hair, auto glass your face. It gets really dull after two hours. Yep. As we find out, as I edit this into a continuous loop, just to make yep. it release it, just to see how long Darren would listen to. Episode 100, <laughs> 10 hour loop version. Auto glass your hair, auto glass your face. Um, second uh, internet famous Patreon extraordinaire is Brendan, Brendan Nangle, Angle of the Dangle. Um, Thank you very much, Brendan. And thank you very much, Uriah. What did we say it was? Uriah. Uriah. Yes. Uriah and Brendan. There you go. Um, thank you very much for donating uh, your hard-earned pennies to this endeavour. We've made it to episode 100, so there's now 100 episodes of back catalogue you can listen to, unless you've been listening from day one, in which case... Or you're Darren. <laughs> or you're Darren. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of speaking of Darren, he says, <coughs> reveal. Um, yeah, nice nice try, GCHQ, signing yeah. up again and thinking that you can get in here and get a free mention, which I just gave you. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I should have said that. Should not have said that. Um, yes, uh, I'm hoping maybe I might have to cut this out if I don't do it to do a uh, a full a full Patreon segue exclusive at the end. Um, not patron exclusive, patron shout out at the end, as it is episode 100, which you've made Oof. it to. It's 100. That's a lot of number. names to, to murder. There's a lot are of you, names to murder. I'm going to see how quickly I can go through them, um, but I won't subject you guys to that because that would just be embarrassing. Um, and then it'll make it exciting when you have to listen to it the first time. Uh, but Lee, what have you been painting? Uh, I have been painting laughs. Um, and so a, lot of, and, a lot of love, love. 15 millimeter toilets. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it's um, the Austra- Australian um, version of the last twenty-five um, for Team Yankee. So, so that, so the Australians did that is a love twenty-five by Down Under, <laughs> right? Can can someone say love twenty-five in an Australian accent? I feel like it needs it. Love twenty-five? Yeah, <laughs> like it's a question. Love <laughs> twenty-five, mate. Yeah, say love twenty-five Down Under. The twenty mil, it did thunder. Oh God! I think I think so. When he eventually made got some purpose built um, ones, they were called Aslavs. Aslav. Throw another Aslav on the Barbie. Um, G'day. But so the the reason I'm asking this is I saw a picture of was it is it the Grizzly that is not a Lav twenty five, but it is a Lav twenty five if you have no scale reference. Uh, Well, so the coat. I mean, the Coyote is literally the last 25, and then the six-wheel one is indeed the, um, the, Grizzly. the Cougar, and the Grizzly right. is the APC version. What's the massive one that looks like a lab 25 on steroids? That's probably um, the modern um, oh, one that's based on the lab 3 chassis, same as the Striker. Uh, uh, it's okay. called the Husky, I want to say. Uh, Darren's gear, getting mad at me if you're not knowing. The Husky? Yeah, what's this? kind of like Husky one. Yeah, but it's not really striking the fear of God into anyone, is it? Huskies well, are lovely. the APC versions of bison. I saw a picture, the reason is, I saw on Facebook a picture of this, like this um, Lab 25, and then there's just massive 
twice as big in oh, right. next to it. And I was like, yeah, so, so that? that's, um, yeah, so that's Australia. That's that, that's not, that's, that's the boxer. That's the, um, oh, the boxer, right. Dutch okay. German was once upon a pine British. We pulled out thinking they're never going to need it and bought them later. Um, with APC. Yeah. That's a big boy. Right. So that isn't in that. I've got completely the wrong end of the stick. I thought that was same to do with Canada. So it's not. No, that's, that's Australia. So Australia replaced the um, last 25s with boxer. Nice. Excellent. Okay. Well, and then you've been painting Australian lab 25s, hopefully. to. Replace. Yeah. So I rushed, I rushed out for to get in, get in before the end of November to, for, um, get into my little, my pet little painting groups, um, like monthly progress thing. And now I'm just working on the remaining, uh, two, tr- two, four tank troops and HQ trooper two plus an armed recovery vehicle version. Oh, nice. So oh, doing, what's um, the recovery vehicle going to be like an objective of? Yeah, so yeah, I'm painting it separately, but then what I'm going to do is probably mount it to a base with um, something dangling from the crane. I, I'm thinking of BMP turret. <laughs> Did you get Brendan Dangle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, help me with the angle of the dangle. Hold on, could it be Hasselhoff? Have we missed a trick here? <laughs> could the crane be over the burning wall? Yeah, <laughs> freedom. God. I think it could be. <laughs> With some Aussies. Uh, no, it'd have to be... It couldn't be Hasselhoff. That's ridiculous, it is. Don't be so stupid. It's, it's Australian. It'd have to be Jason Donovan. Kylie. Kylie, Kylie yeah. It's going to be Kylie Minogue, isn't it? Yeah, but she'd be. <laughs> you'd have to get a six mil figure to make her look like the right scale. <laughs> it's going to be appropriate for twins. Yeah. <laughs> She's there you go. Yeah. That'd be is cool. That, he says, is that all? Is that all? But that's well, still we'll try and get those done. Um, but, I mean, that, the, the thing about this is, it's three color camo to Lee's exquisite standard, isn't it? So it's not as if it's a, a quick jobby. No, I think I think you've undersold that quite a lot, Lee. Frankly, yeah, yeah. Well, pro- the problem I've got also got is I want to get these done for the twentieth. I just don't because I am painting to that standard. I'm not trying to rush job it. I yeah. don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to take some T80s and just have a little bit of time running around with some big boy, <laughs> big boy battle tanks. Nice. So, Eddie, what have you been painting? I painted my Warfare army. <laughs> the night before yes, Warfare. Did. As uh-huh. usual. Yeah. Which and was... nothing since? <laughs> well, I've had my... The indoor staying with us. It's a hobby. Oh, yes. Put away. Hobby desert. hobby desert. And then I've had... November is going to always be the busiest month of my new work calendar. Um, so I had to do some big boy work stuff, which has got in the way of. Are you, you say that now. You wait till there's a, an election, mate, and then all the rules change. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you won't be saying it's the busiest one of your year. Nervous, yeah. nervous laughter. Well, I, we, we're quite protected. It takes time to get to our level, so um, <laughs> I should be. Should be. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, November's going to be busy uh, going <laughs> forward. So I have had a very, very busy month, um, and now. Uh, the plus side of that is I've generated quite a few days off in lieu, uh, which gives me a decent break over Christmas, which oh, I yeah. am excited about. So when you get some, get some games in, get some games in, get some decent hobby time assigned, which is going to be good. You better have a significant portion of that as just eating cheese. That's all I'm saying. Because that's oh, what yeah. Christmas yeah, is yeah, all yeah, about. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. Entirely. Eating your own body weight in brie. Cheese, the, 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 the extended family Christmas has uh, shifted somewhat, so Christmas Day will just be uh, Chinese food and cheese. 
which is the Chinese food and cheese. The little you can't have Chinese. You can't have Chinese and cheese. This yeah, doesn't I mean, work. You Surely. just watch me, Duncan. That it's like the Japanese have a fried chicken for like Christmas meal. Do they? Oh, because KFC, KFC did it as a whole marketing thing. Yeah, and you have to you have to order your Christmas KFC months in advance um, to actually get your order on Christmas Day. Of unlucky fried kitten. There's some good, <laughs> yeah. Of some unlucky fried kitten. They do like Christmas meals and stuff. There's some good. Um, abroad in Japan is a good YouTube video of a guy who lives out there. I I wouldn't be googling that on the open internet. I'm just saying. In YouTube, you should be fine. Abroad yes, in Japan, yeah. the channel uh, guy called Chris. Don't just stick it into Chris uh, to Google. God, um, might be all sorts. Yeah, no, fantastic uh, videos on on that kind of thing. But painting wise, yeah, my SS bad boy tigers. Um, and my Sturm Tiger for Warfare, which I got done um, just about just about before. I mean, then I say done. They are face, face tabletop ready. I like the fact you went with the smallest model count you probably can do for a 100-point-ish game, and you still had to like be painting at the last minute. Well, that's because the day before the tournament, I ended up running the tournament. That is true. There was There were some issues. <laughs> as we'll discuss in a minute, yes. As we'll discuss in a minute, but uh, I didn't get it too bad. Yeah, you look all right, yeah. That's I, what I, I mean. I, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm all about shifting the other direction at the moment. Oh I god, this is this is your new plan, isn't it? That everything just—it's all about pace. Yep, speed, slap chop, slap. We're well, not that. What, that's some what is slap chop? Like, is, this is. It's I, I'm sounding really old now. It's like, is that an app thing? I think it's no. when you video yourself slapping someone. And then, Ooh, uh, and then you get chopped from the internet. Um, okay. If if I have understood it correctly, slap chop is just the idea of doing a azimuthal highlight with a spray can. So right. Yeah, you know, spray it a dark color and spray white from above. And yeah. Then, well, it's dry that, brush. You dry brush it on, but it's the same sort of principle. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, it, a spray can to be quicker. I won't do that, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Already cut it down. Amateurs. Jeez, it's not that fast, is it? You know, I've got shares in Plastic Soldier Company base color sprays for the same reason. Um, so you do that, and then what do you do? Like, and then you basically paint. do like a bolted down contrast paint, whatever thing over the top. So yeah, you, two coats. It, it's slapping some base coats on over an azimuth or highlight to to make it look better than the bare plastic nightmares that inhabit my dreams. But it why? makes it look like just. I think it's basically to improve the look of contrast painting models because it gives them more contrast effectively. Yeah. More contrast. Well, it gives it contrast. So the problem with contrast paints is obviously it thins over the raised portion of the model, which may not necessarily be the bit you want to highlight. Mm-hmm. So when you use the spray or the azimuth dry brush, it creates the highlights. Yeah, it's pre-shaded. It's a pre-shaded contrast paint. That's all it is. And then they've given it a... a, a it's been around for ages with glazes and stuff like that. It's just they've given it a fancy name and it's become a, a big thing. Is this the hipster's fault? Look, I, I just won't, I'm just asking. Me, me, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking because if if it is, I need to get on this because otherwise, this is you know, let well, the slide it's down. It's just a different. It's a different method that's been around for years. It's been given a fancy name, and, and people are acting like it's brand new. But the main <laughs> the main concept really is, and, and this is a thing for me. He says next year. Oh God! To just try and get some paint on the model. You know, and the, the main problem I have is I jump so frequently between game systems on Monday. No. Games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> it's the, the opposite of the hobby butterfly, the, the wheel of Fez misfortune was was not a good idea. Um, was it not? 
No, it's almost. Why don't you say something, Duncan? Well, th- you just well, let me walk into that blindly and laugh the entire time. Well, because you were so adamant about it. The problem is, Eddie, if you get something in your head like that, sometimes it's just better to get out of the way and then look at it and go, oh, yeah. That's entirely true. I did believe in myself yeah. at the same time as well. The hubris was high. But, um, oh, the hubris, we, 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 all, yeah. we all believed in it to start off with, but when we got to like the sixth week of it and you were just hadn't actually done anything in the first five weeks we started having well, our doubts well no it's, it's when you started claiming that painting one color on one thing was was, was actually pro- yeah, yeah it was the progress okay. it was like ah oh, it's all about see. progress it's all about progress um and the manipulation of the law was quite uh quite spectacular to watch yeah it's good practice obviously the hubris was high yeah what is it are you a bloody horus heresy character now oh my hubris took over oh, oh. tiny horus heresy and big horus heresy yeah there you go I oh, just get excited. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Which You're is very enthusiastic. Thing. Yeah, yes. it's, it's great, and then it just it's not bad. Takes, takes longer than I want to get things ready, or actually, I just don't allocate time to it and sit there well, and put the effort in. And the you should probably just that's all stuff at this point. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. If I build your models, you can paint them for me. Job done. Oh, I see. <laughs> just outsource to you. Is that what you meant? No, I see. I was going to outsource mine to Lee. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Lee could do all of ours. Uh, yeah, that's if right. I, if I give them to you, then you give them to Lee. And then oh, my God. This is like watching <laughs> Rich, Rich Hardy is, is quivering at the moment, like in a corner, like all of his cheese all out of alignment. <laughs> <laughs> this is like capitalism in a microcosm. <laughs> so, oh, Lee, I'll pay you. Visional labour, yes. Yeah, I'll pay you 10p to paint this model. Eddie, it's going to cost you 20p to have this model painted. <laughs> oh, it's a bonus. All right, keep that. Nice, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so SS SS King Tigers, my Storm Tiger. That's I do, I do anything else. Built some models for aliens, but didn't progress those. Did you do anything uh, on your um, space dwarves? I don't know what they're called. Stupid name. Uh, space squats. They're still called squats. They're still called yeah. squats. Necromunda. They're not called squats, though, are they? They're called. No, they are. They are now. In Necromunda, they're still squats. In Necromunda, they're really? squat prospectors. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're not. For God's sake, what is wrong with them? Like, why can't it's, they just stick to it's its own little thing. Um, I built a 40k biker model for those, um, which is for the next campaign. In the next, is it a trike year. or is it a bike? It's the trike, it's the anti grav trike. It better be a trike or else you, that's it. I'm going to blackball you right now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the anti grav trike. I, I yeah. sing, bought Jesus. just the one off um, eBay and built that up as a, a biker for the next campaign, which is going to be good. Do you try and convert it so it looks more like the Necromunda style? Or is it just Not really, because going... it does really... It, I, all I did... I mean, because it's I got suppose so many... it works. They're, they're the ones wearing like, the big jackets, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they've got the big jackets. Mm. They've got gear all over their bike, like stuff. Like, you know, they actually look really good, I think. Um, it's a terrible idea to put a squat on a bike, because in Necromunda, the second you get shot, you have to take an initiative test uh, to avoid falling off. And dwarves generally do not have good initiative, you know, namely a five. Uh, and if you fail, you fall off and take damage from the speed that you were doing the past turn. And the whole idea is... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. It's a bad Do they idea. have, like, special boots to reach the pedals and things like that? Or, like, the handlebars? I think they just make it the right size for them, Dunk. Oh, yeah, smart. Good, yeah, good yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that so 100, The one where we get cancelled. Yeah, that's the um, track. Yep. Yep, that's the extra... This is going to be a lot of work to edit. Um, I just think put it out. I wouldn't bother editing at this point. <laughs> just delete it. Just, I'm just not actually recording hot anymore. Mess. I just this is just my community service. It's talking to you two. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. well, it's cheaper than Care therapy, the right? So, yeah. the community. 
There's um, a mental health crisis going on on this podcast, let alone in the country. Yeah. Yes. I think, honestly, I think other than for since Warfare, which has been a month ago now. Yeah, that's weird, was, isn't it? It's, it's, like that. it's, really, it's been, like I said, it's been a very busy month. The only hobby I've done is pre-Warfare. Tried to do a bit today um, and then realised that I hadn't, Oh, you know, mustn't have done anything. So I tried to build something today, and I realised that my glue and hobby knife and clippers were still in the box with the army. So Hold on, you've been day drinking today. Were you going to do day drinking and hobby? Yeah. Oh my god, that's a dangerous combo, isn't it? Well, it I'm most effective when I'm halfway to the wind. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but how do you, four, how do you put yourself back to from the, the wind? Precipice? Three dry brushes on the go. Mm. Sorry, Doug. How do you put yourself back from the precipice, though? Oh, you don't. You just get get worse and worse and worse. Oh, you, and just then... in, you just embrace it. I see. Yeah, that's yeah. my secret cap. I'm always on the precipice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there a cue for having a precipice? Like, if there's a lot of people in the in the room. In the room. Yeah. Um, but not a lot of hobby, but a bit of gaming. Yeah, you've done quite a lot of gaming. Yeah, you've done um, well. I've been. Well, I, I did miss what three weeks of the Game Club, unfortunately. Did you? Yeah, you're allowed to because aren't you like Obersternfuhrer? The president of life. Yeah, I yeah. am the, the the chairperson. Yes, thank you. I think for Games Club. Um, no, I I I did. I got a good a good committee to support me uh, who maintained the opening, namely Justin the Troll. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, he, is it just lives, Justin? <laughs> it's just Justin. He lives in Guildford. <laughs> I bring him back a carton of Marlboros every time I go to Europe, and it keeps him happy. So. Uh, <laughs> If you carry on like that, you won't have a good support committee, will you? No, Honestly. I do. I, I just get more smokes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> oh I think he needs to miss the, the health message. You're trying to yeah. part there, Duncan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just glazed over it. Just like, yeah. He's a troll. He regenerates. What are you on about? Oh, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. But aren't they? Aren't they also? I know. Um, have. have Heavily vulnerable to fire damage. I mean, yeah, admittedly, yeah, everything's yes. vulnerable to fire damage. It's one of those things. Like, what's my weakness? Fire. Everybody's weakness <laughs> is fire. Uh, apart from the love. No, Aquaman can't be. His weakness can't be fire, surely. He boils. Boils away. How do you but like your weak- Aquaman? His weakness isn't water, in there, is it? <laughs> it's a dry heat. Stupid DC. DC sucks. Why are they, why are they oh, still whoa, a thing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's back in the box, Duncan. Back in the no. box. Why are they a thing? Well, they've got Batman. Everyone else sucks. Um, but games, yeah, games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the secret, the secret to make people think that I edit this podcast is I just start talking about a different tangent. It sounds like I've cut the conversation, and I haven't. Yeah. It's just the other two carry on talking. Yeah. It's, when, it's when Duncan goes one of those one of those massive rants about eugenics. So you have to cut out half the episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we could just breed out the gingers, I mean, that would be. Useful. So, what have we done last week, guys? <laughs> Try to breed out the gingers, but uh, apparently, we're getting segued away from that conversation. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I played Aliens, another day, Glorious Day in the Core. Uh, mm-hmm. Mission yep. three now, which is very fun. Um, is that is that is that the same game over and over again, or is there like different missions and stuff that you do? There's different missions, right? Okay, oh, that's why um, I can work out if it was like there's a... more missions in the expansion, but it's quite fun because I've been playing at a dice saloon with Lee and some of the guys in the barn. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. also been playing it with um, a couple of guys from Guildford, um, like the troll and uh, troll and Paul um, on like the Thursday night clubs. You know, go up there and have a pizza and games night, um, mm-hmm. and it's been quite fun seeing. 
kind of kept not for any uh, force of effort. We kept pace with each other in terms of the games we got in. So you play the mission, one mission one week with one lot, and then play the same mission the next week the other lot, and you get to see just how the character choices and also the luck of the blip draw and the the event cards change the feel of the mission. Okay. Because there's one where it's like, oh, this is really good. Oh, we're going fine. And then it just went horribly, horribly wrong when the entire board got filled with blips and about... That's two like, that was mission two for us at Di- the Dice That Thing, was mission yeah. two for us at Dice Thing. It's like, what happens when we run out of blip tokens? Oh, they all move three spaces. Oh, God. Oh, Nothing uh, good. Run, apparently. run. Keep running. Run faster, please. Um, and then at the same time, it felt like a cakewalk uh, with the other guys the other time we played it. Um, that was the fact that Justin was playing uh, Ramirez and he I think with full auto and a smart gun he did manage to kill started off at aim 10 aim 10 and he only missed when he got to aim value 1 so he killed 9 aliens in a single round of that's crazy which is incredible because every time you shoot, it gets harder to hit. And he was just running lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Um, yeah. And when he got to aim value one, he, he finally missed. And like, the, the smart gun came to a hissing, smoking stop. <laughs> the corridor was just covered in bits of alien, um, which was fun. Gently sizzling. Uh, also played Frostgrave at the, the Guildford Games Club. That's a good fun. It's a silly game. It's You cannot play Frostgrave seriously because it is kind of what I would want it to do with my miniatures game. It allows you to mess with things that are unique to miniature games, such as creating bits of terrain. Um, like in the mission that we were playing, the the undead orcs were trying to run into a church, so I magically spawned a, uh, a wall in front of the church door. And they so this is like into- um, a fantasy. Sorry, I don't know what Frostgrave is. So this is like a fantasy. Oh, sure. Um- Frostgrave is um, Osprey Games, uh, Joseph McCullen book. Um, so it's miniatures. They've got the same range of miniatures, but you can use whatever. A lot of the guys are using Lord of the Rings. I've got Warhammer Fantasy Dwarves. Um, and it's it's Mordenheim esque in that you are a band of people going into a place to try and recover things and something terrible has happened. Frostgrave itself is a ruined town that's been swarmed magic. There's a whole load of extra plot, but you can t- dip in them out as much as you can. Just, but it revolves, your, your main guy, your main character is the wizard, that is you, and then everyone else is just like supporters, like hangers-on. So your right. wizard levels up, but your other people don't really. Um, but you have a whole heap of weird spells um, of different lore things, so you can, you know, um, I was playing a dwarf so I could spawn a magical bridge like six inches long within his line of sight boff there goes a bridge that's um, not a bridge mate yeah it makes walls <laughs> uh, magical landmines like you carve runes onto the floor and if it moves in two inches they explode it's quite quite fun because you play against normally you play you know against another guy's warband you've got about eight figures each um, but there's a big amount of wandering monsters so you have a deck and the environment spawn stuff so you're not just fighting against each other right you're fighting against the frost grave itself um and it's yeah it's, it, it's a fun game it's got a lot of you need to just kind of smile and grin because there's a lot of loose poorly defined bits because there's just the scope of it so big um so if you try to play it like a game of chess you're gonna fall apart um especially when 
I walk behind another uh, another guy's barbarian and push him 24 inches across the board with the push, who then charges against the enemy wizard and kills him. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's I'm going to throw a barbarian at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to what? Oh, I'm dead. Oh, great. Um, no, it's good fun. It's all D20. It's a single D20 as well. It's quite interesting. Everything's done by a D- one D20 roll. Huh. Um, and then you compare armor values. It's kind of like a bit like D&D in that respect. And then you compare armor values and the difference between your D20 roll plus your strength against their D20 roll and their armor is the damage. Oh, that's just that's just reminding me. I actually, I, I, I helped uh, run some D&D for uh, the scouts. What? Yeah. Apparently, I'm able of you. I know. Uh, apparently, you can get an entertainer badge. By, and uh, Wizards of the Coast will actually send you like a load of like 200 quid's worth of books and stuff to do it what yeah if you're a scout or cadets or anything like that yeah oh mate i should do that yeah they've we, got on we, the um you can play D and gliders right yeah, yeah absolutely but they've got on the um games <laughs> workshop one. no don't <laughs> <laughs> sorry it just reminded me but yeah it, it, that was quite cool oh well done man that's yeah. awesome god bless them oh hey Men- kids you want to be child soldiers <laughs> no. Well, no, it, was, it was more like do you want to be a murder hobo so. <laughs> it's you never know someone until you play D D with them. And yep. At that point, you often don't want to know them afterwards. I, I think the oh. most troubling one was the, the kid who um, said that his character was addicted to cider. I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's not telling. It's all ah, child services yeah. for you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a long time thing. One of, one of, the, one of their um, people in our group. Um, she, she's very quite. She's very quiet normally, but when whenever we role play, she always seems to somehow end up committing a war crime of some sort. Oh. <laughs> Of course, that's fantastic. Yeah. If in doubt, if in doubt, uh, I mean, we were playing can... road, we were playing road trader once, and she was a road trader, and her idea of a warning shot was glassing the city. So, <laughs> well, they were warned. It's, it's not a war crime the first time, is it? No, that was a warning shot. If you don't do, if you don't behave yourself, I'm going to nuke you again. I got plenty more ammo. <laughs> you got yeah, ammo. You got cities. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so Frostgrave. That's quite interesting. So that's about a dozen, yes. a dozen figures. Uh, no, there is a warband limit. I think there's, there's ten figures you end up oh, with. Okay, uh, so it's not even that many. You, okay. No, it's, it's literally there's there's ten figures. It might be eight figures. Is as a num a hard stock number. Have your wizard. You can have a wizard's apprentice whose stats are like half the wizards that cast extra spells. You can buy specialists, and then once you run out of gold, because you can normally only buy two specialists, two or three specialists, then the other guys are just. Either a thug or a. Um, <coughs> oh, they're a just doofuses. They're just doofuses. Yeah. So right, you okay. end up with doofuses running around doing things and getting eaten, attacked by owl bears and stuff like that, which is quite fun. Um, no, it's a really good game. Um, unfortunately, I, only, I made one night out of. Sorry, two nights of the campaign. That was supposed to be like six weeks long um, oh. due, to the, due to missing the nights and missing pieces of that. Um, and the finale is Monday night. Uh, the Christmas special game. So we've done the, we've done the last mission, which is about three Bavarian across the board. Um, but there's a Christmas special add-on uh, where apparently Angus at the club has built uh, gingerbread terrain. So oh, genius. It's going to be Eddie, what do you call it? Eddie Structable. It's edible. Eddie oh, Structable yeah. terrain that you can eat the buildings <laughs> as you capture. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, good. Good fun. Nice. Um, and Blood Bowl and Blitz Bowl, which is the board game version. See, I got asked if I wanted to play Blood Bowl 7s, and I was like, what the, what's the hell is that? But that sounds like Blitz Bowl as well. 
Blood Bowl Seven, 7 is, is the same game with half the models, as far as I'm aware. And is Blitz it half Bowl, the fun? Blitz Bowl. Oh, I don't know. I, I've got a bit of a love hate relationship with Blood Bowl at the moment because I kind of find. And mainly it's because I haven't painted all my teams to get enough variety to find a team that works the way I want to play. Like I love my goblins, but they're a bit terrible. Um, and then they've become very rules heavy, and then it, all the interactions kind of. Well, try to work out how bombs work. With well, something. exactly. That's the problem. I didn't really want to use the goblins, but they're the nicest painted ones, which was fine until Nathan went, "Oh, they painted," and I was like, "Yes, they are. They're just dark." And I cried and went home. Um, it is, uh, you know, being a speed painter amongst a room of people with beautifully painted models, I do kind of go, oh, I won't pull out my brown elves. Which is brown. The browns. Yeah, exactly. That's no, fine. And that's kind of where I want to be at. I want to, you know, just get some base colours down and stuff so I can actually start using the Avalon browns. Yeah. Um, but I do find that Blood Bowl suffers that. I like it. I think I like it. And then it gets a bit swingy and then it becomes very clear that it's gone wrong for you this game or it's gone wrong for your opponent this game and now you've still got an hour and a, an hour left of game. Oh, kind of what we had in our first game, wasn't that's it? That's kind of, yeah, right? Most of your players were, were, were either dead or knocked out and were yeah. only a point down, but because you had to take gutted most of your force, all you had left was a special... Yeah. Yep. And then, and, the reason, was, and then the reason I didn't put the special forces on to begin with is because I wanted to remind myself how the core game worked before I yeah. then started adding all those extra rules in. Otherwise, it would have been just a grind from the beginning. And how did the core game work? Dwarves hit people. Yeah. yeah. Dwarves would block, haven't they? And they just go, and, oh. And, and I think the problem was dwarves had tackle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah tackle. Which, yeah, which is fine. And, and, that's, and that's okay. And that's just the game. Uh, but I think for me, I much prefer that for, for where... Blood Bowl sits in my gaming landscape, shall I say? As like the amount of time I want to devote to it and how often I want to play it. Blitz Bowl, which is the Barnes and Noble exclusive US only hard to get copy board game version, is that scratches the itch perfectly for me. I play a game of Blitz Bowl and I feel like I've played Blood Bowl. I've had some fun. I've done enough bits. It's interactive enough that stuff keeps happening. It doesn't grind to a halt. And then I'm done. And that's where that's where I want Blood Bowl to be. And it's not. Because often, often I'm playing Blood Bowl at the games club, and after I've done the committee stuff and chatting and catching up with people, I don't have enough time to do a full game. So we end up playing half a game normally anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not great. Case, you might as well just play a full game of Blitz Bowl. Ah, um, oh, see, you're you're not old enough yet. That's the problem. You, there's a certain in, inflection point as a war gamer where you're quite happy to set, spend an hour setting something up, play for three hours, get to ten o'clock, play three turns, and go. Huh. Let's call it a draw, shall we, and put everything away again? <laughs> <laughs> you so you, all of yeah. life is futile and an effortless waste of yeah, time. Yeah, I think Lee and I are going to hit that point before you, so just just to be warned. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'll, I'll yeah. bear that in mind. That's why I play small armies, so I can just smash you in two turns. Oh, no, but that's the, that's not the point. We'll, we'll then take, you know, a good hour and a half over our turn. Just pondering. Fuck. Yeah, so I think that's just the early, early onset on Alzheimer's kicking in. So you actually know what you're doing, but just feel exactly. like you're playing, you just your memories all merge into one and then coalesce into a newly formed memory of the game you've just played, and that's actually what you think you've just done. Well, I, I did have to warn someone at work the other day that if I start telling the same story to them again, they've got to warn me. Oh God! Yeah. So I, I'm well on that. I'm well on that's that trajectory. Yep. Yep. 
Um, How unpleasant. Obviously, of course, we did both play Warfare, which we will talk about separately, I think, after this. Did we? I, I don't feel like I played Warfare. I mean, I was present. Oh. I, I feel like Warfare consumed what, 48 hours of my life. I think think now because I mean all one I mean why didn't we play was play a blood bowl we just discussed so oh is that what you oh oh man yeah but basically that's all I've really done since I've oh, from Dubai that's so. true that's true it's been a it's been a tough month well, that's why I want to get some games in next week do some Team Yankee and stuff so does that mean I should build my uh, French Canadians no well well if you can get done by you know Wednesday next week basically <laughs> so no no Eddie oh we've got the table. Sorry. I, I haven't yet. No, we'll, we'll talk about that once we finish recording, but yeah. We're never going to finish recording. This is the episode 100 that lasts forever. Yep. It's like the um the story, the one never-ending story. That, We're going to have to kill a horse in the swamp. <laughs> well, no, it just ends disappointingly. Giant flying yeah. dragon. Yeah. Is that a never-ending story? Yeah, it is. It's crap. Very one. Um, Stupid dog dragon. So, <laughs> warfare. Um, unfortunately... Uh, the the week of warfare, the organizer whose name I am now forgetting, unfortunately, Tom. sorry, Tom, Tom, Tom from Tom, Tom, Tom. It wasn't Tom, Tom, um, Tom, Tom. Yeah, turn left. Um, was he was sick? Um, I was hoping he could get better, and then he didn't. He got worse, unfortunately. Um, I believe he's on the men now. I spoke to him the week afterwards. Um. Actually, no, sorry, tell a lie. Uh, he 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 got slightly better over the weekend at the same time that his wife got sick. Uh, oh, then yeah. there was absolutely no way he could have attended the tournament. That'll um, do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, the, the, the message went out that basically it wasn't going to happen unless someone else could take up the running of the reins. Um, and because I knew that we had several people travelling quite far to come and play, and also I wanted it to happen, I volunteered to run Warfare. Um, which I did. Well, didn't you volunteer Justin to run Warfare? No, I volunteered to run Warfare, and then <laughs> Justin wasn't going to go... This is the funny thing. Justin wasn't going to go to Warfare at all um, until I said, oh, well, I'm going I'm going anyway. I'm going through Guildford. I can pick you up. So I'll take you for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, Justin naturally ended up doing the entire Saturday and going to the curry... And going back there on Sunday to help run the whole thing and doing all the scoring and being a genuine lifesaver. Um, so the, the community came together and um, Tom and Harry was able to get the surprise support and scenery. Um, and the community also provided way too many scenery boards, as it turned out, because we didn't actually use the tabletop public stuff in the end. It just, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, by the time I got there um, and set everything up, yeah, we had everything we needed, which is awesome. Um, it's not that we don't trust a new a new showrunner when it comes on, but it's always happy I continue to see in the back of the boot. Well, I think <laughs> I mean it's 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 a case of we knew um, in the communications it was the the bunch up boys, so half of Team England plus um, fellow accoutrement people who were, were quite a few of the attendees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, discussed it amongst ourselves. As, and obviously, Ian, one of those is Ian, who ran it previously. Yeah. Um, so rather than have Ian step up to do it, um, it's his. He's done it for many, many years, so he had a chance to play nicely. Um, I thought, well, we'll just sort it out, and we did. And everyone came forward to terrain. Everyone was amazing in terms of the attitudes of, to running it. Um, and we, had, I think, we had a good mix of terrain in the end in boards. 
um, some slightly more open than others, but that's also fine because that supports some lists. Yeah. And some were really hectic and busy and, and sucked, namely the city board for my poor King Tigers. Um, <laughs> so glad I took King Tigers in the end because um, it meant I had a nice small army that I could play quick games with and then help Justin and other people with the rest of the tournament and also have a chance to look around and get some bits that I'd uh, sign people up for to actually enjoy warfare as it was. Um, so I took six SS King Tigers in a formation. Uh, so platoon two, platoon three, and HQ. Three SS Scout Ricky cars, uh, 250s, uh, and a Stone Tiger. And that was my secret sauce. 171 <laughs> points. And it was amazing. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and I won't go through game by game. Probably, namely, because I can't remember. Um, unfortunately. It was quite it's a while been, ago. It's been a month. And it's been a very full month. Um, but I... I just I'm struggling to remember game one. It was a busy, busy weekend for me. Um, but well, in general, how did you do? That's why. How that's did I do? I won some. Sounds like I, think I lost two. Jesus. I think because I think I came in fourth in the end. It's like Channel Five News. I know things I'm have sorry. happened around I'm the world. I'm sorry. I should have. I, I, no, I, I literally had forgotten that this would be the warfare report, even though you guys had reminded me, and just haven't been thinking about that part of, of what we've it, done. It was a while ago. I mean, to be fair, I only remember because I made a note of it on my phone. Yeah, and I was running the thing, and you were running things. Yeah, exactly. So I remembered lots about running it and organising it, and people and lists and stuff. And obviously, I saw everyone's army and, and bits and pieces there. Um, but I, I think I ended up uh, I ended up fourth because um, I actually only lost two games. Um, I'm trying to remember whose army I had a game against Brit uh, Brit Sherman's. That's probably Harry then. No, no, no. Actually, no? Uh, oh god, can't remember his name now. Unfortunately, he's the one who captured my uh, Cromwell um, at Warfare that year. In that he actually took the model home and then posted it back to me afterwards by, by mistake. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but I remember, I, I remember because he, he had all his Shermans um, with fireflies and the, the tulip rockets. And oh, it was yeah. a case of, oh, they won't actually do anything. Not in that particular game, no. No, but the fireflies did enough. Um, and he vaporized a lot of, he had typhoons as well. That's it. So I push forward. Right. I want to say Andy, but it's not Andy. Um, push forward to, to get within, you know, spitting distance of the objective and then didn't do anything about the infantry that was sat there because they were keeping me safe from the typhoons. Um, and he, he whittled down quite a few platoons, but eventually I managed to push him off um, and and capture the objective, uh, but not before he lost. He, he was murdering things left, right and centre. And I was a single tank away from company break. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was damn close. Um, and in, in, in retrospect, I think the only mistake he made was he chose to bring on his Shermans from the same flank. He reinforced one side rather than splitting the two, which would have forced me to turn around one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and did my cheeky 180 turret thing. Um, oh, God. Yeah. And then I lost against Paolo, 
who, spoiler alert, was the Italian captain who went on to win this thing um, with these Brits. Um, I forgot. Brits and Comets in the city board. It was not fun. There was just a whole heap of mess. Um, and obviously I can't go in buildings because they have no infantry. Uh, but this, the Sturm Tiger did prove it's worth in that he was running his infantry forward and it was obvious he was going to leapfrog into one building. So the turn before they got there, the Sturm Tiger just ranged in on that building. <laughs> and then went, I dare you. I dare yeah. you. <laughs> I dare you. My two up firepower <laughs> to run into that building. Um, so he mounted his, croc- his, uh, mounted his um, kangaroos instead um, and then drove them around the board. And then got a long, lucky long-range shot of a comet, which bailed out my King Tiger HQ. And then he was able to assault out of his bloody comets with uh, crocodiles. Kangaroos. Kangaroos. Yeah, assault out of them uh, and capture that SS Tiger. And then it, from there, it was just like, okay, now I don't have enough models. And it was just slowly grinding down. And he just bailed some and pushed me off, which is fine. Anyway, I did the best I could, but... Palo's a good player, and he's got a really competitive list against something that's designed mainly so I could run a Stone Tiger. Yeah. Um, and like I say, tough table as well for you as well. Oh, so. yeah, it was the worst table, worst opponent mix. And I was like, okay, this is this is probably going to go one way, but I'll do the best I can. Um, played Harry, which was an absolute blast. Um, who, yeah. Is that Harry from, Harry from the Tabletop Republic or Harry from... Yes, no, yes, yes, it was Harry. Harry from Tabletop Republic, mm-hmm. the, the the lesser bearded Harry, um, <laughs> who, who kept a bit apologising, which is hilarious. So, yes, stop apologising, so he apologised. It's <laughs> the most British thing you can do, though. It's very British. It's fine. Um, so it was, I apologise for apologising. That was a fantastic game because um, it was real cut and thrust and, and ambushing tigers and things like that, um, and, and really. And this is this is kind of afterwards we went back and said, well, you know, you've you've got enough tools. Your recce just sat there, and they could have been putting pressure on objectives. And and you know, the the, the tiger list only works if you don't pressure it. If you play aggressively, like Duncan did with his Hellcats, not not stupid aggressively, but if you play aggressively, yeah, then you just run out of answers for things. Um, that's the last game I had against. Not Panzalier. Panzalier? Or was it his brother? One of the Trenchards. Um, with his... He had the Porsche Tigers and normal Tigers. Oh, uh, train, train company kind of thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. On a very open board. And I just got to sit there going, <laughs> armor's my armor, and you don't have as much armor, so I will just shoot you from a range and shoot you from range. And it's just like, you've got, you've got, you know, more than double the amount of tanks I have. But... Being very uh, passive and holding off meant that I could just choose the engagements and shoot, pick off things at range. Mm-hmm. Um, highlight of that game, I never forget, was destroying and bailing a, a, a tiger with the stern tiger. Oh my god! Really? He's like, take that. What's what's the eight tank of that thing? Four, four, I think. All oh, right, okay. So just just, just a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how he's tasty. Two mm-hmm. or five hour. Boom. Um, I think it's four. Yeah. It might be th- it might be three, but it's, it's enough it's that three. you can do something. Yeah, it's not three; it's more than three. I don't know much. Yeah, if you've got a kill, it must be at least four. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's got to be because it's top armor too, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. 
So, no, uh, fantastic weekend. I do apologise to all the people. I can't remember who I've played. But part of that is I was walking around making sure everyone else's game was okay. So I can't distinguish in my brain what was other people's games and what was my own. <laughs> we'll merge into one. Yeah. So it, are you going to be doing this going forward then? Well, uh, I have put my name forward. Um, I'm waiting on details to be 100% confirmed, but it's 99.9%. I will be running Warfare 2024. Ooh. Um, which hopefully will be D-Day 80th anniversary themed. Ah. Um so it will be red versus blue with a list swap option. So you have a primary list, um, either Axis or Allies. And then the alternative, if, if you come up against, you've got someone else who also has a, a primary list of the same. Um, and it'll be a dice roll off if you've got the same primary as to who runs what. And you'll get an extra victory point as a reward for doing that. So if you bring two armies, you can get one extra point on the board before you do anything, which I think is really cool as a reward for bringing those models. Uh, if you don't have two armies and you only have one model, you can still get the victory point. You just have to agree to play my donor list if, you have, if you're forced to. <laughs> is this like the backup vehicle on Top Gear? It is. It is the backup vehicle. Oh. You can get that victory point if you really want to, but you've got I'm, to play my donor list. I want my Brimbar company. Well, you, just, you can bring that as your primary. The Brimbar's I can't. But why not? Because there's no late war Brimbar company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you can take a mid war list if you really want. I'm can sorry. I? No. Oh. <laughs> um, and the other thing is uh, if both your lists uh, come from the D Day book, or D Day books, I should say, um, or are D Day appropriate, um, such by using a, another book, which is a discussion with me, such as a help, you know, Task Force Alpha Company using. Or Yag Yag Panther Company. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. And then mm -hmm. you will gain an additional point. Um, following the theme of the tournament. So before even game one rolls, you could be scoring two Flames of War victory points. Um, so pretty easy points going to score, get all we can, but well, it's only two points. It, you know, <laughs> it can keep you off the bottom. And Can, I, can we if, stop Martin doing that? Even if he brings it, can you just say you can't have them? No. Yeah, you can. You're a tournament organiser. It was, it was a rhetorical question. It wasn't a request. <laughs> I'm not going to miss it publicly on a public forum, am I? Oh, I see. Yes. Um, Good plan. What are the, I, agree with, <laughs> I agree with this the, sentiment. The, the, the crazy thing about warfare was we had so much prize support, um, we were able to have everyone go home with two prizes. Um, at least two, because I forfeited my second, because yeah, I, I exactly. felt bad. It was it was mad. We got a huge number of blisters, a huge number of um, bits and pieces. It was, it was a fantastic tournament. I really think that um, warfare can be something turned into something spectacular. Um which is what I'm hoping for everyone to get behind. Um, obviously, we had uh, QT, Quinton Taylor, come over, uh, which is lovely. Um, to, to Patron number here. one. Patron mm -hmm. number one. Just numerically, not uh, statistically, um, which is awesome. Uh, it's great fun to hang out and share the uniqueness. I apologise once there. again for not being there because I had to... I mean, you did paint the entire army for the dude. You so did. I, I, I thought funny. I had to, really, at that point. Is that... <laughs> um, yeah, that that is pretty much. The stands were good. Uh, I managed to avoid buying too much of the bring and buy. Um, did I you did buy get, anything of the bring and buy? I didn't buy a single thing from the bring and buy. Yep. Oh, wow. No, yeah, exactly. Um, but Which I did. Tournaments more often. Yeah, exactly. I did pick up the last bits from my French Canadian Team Yankee Force from what was around. 
because that just released. So I got the, the the NATO forces book, um, and the I think I have I think I had the M one one three mortars somewhere, but I don't know if I built them for my Germans yet or not. So I just bought the NATO Canadian mortars. Well, let's yeah. face it, you yeah. can never have too many M one thirty. Well, that's boxes. what I I figured. I mean, I've got them now, so I know I've got them. Um, that's what's the problem. Yeah, exactly. But the French fries, the Team Link universe, they come with everything. Yeah. So I think I did win four games. Ian, Ian Brooke beat me. Because he vaped, that's it, on the third game of day two, day one, he vaporized he had a ton of Shermans, and I lost three King Tigers to side armor 10 shots. Yeah, yeah, in a row, almost, pretty much almost in a row. And and also it was like only one hit as well. It wasn't like he went, oh, there's six hits. It was like, there's one hit. Oh, you're on a one. Oh, that's five hours dead. And then he did it again. And then he did it again and broke the company. And I was like, oh, Ian. Ian. One of those games, yeah. One of those <laughs> games. Yeah. So that's that was that was but it was fun. It was good. It's a game of skill, game. Eddie. It's a game of skill. It's it is a game of skill. skill. Uh, but I still managed to you know, get enough wins to get fourth of the board, which is lovely. Yep. Not uh, bad when you're running it. No, exactly, and it, and all the games took less than an hour, which is fantastic when you're running it because it means I can oh, go and do other bits. Um, but I won't be playing this year or next year, rather. Um, going to focus just on on running it and supporting it and make sure everyone's happy. So a couple of bits of stuff that wasn't quite done, and and I'm going to work hard on getting um, some interesting terrain bits, so to have some interesting games, um, so themed themed D Day terrain. Um, I think it was some sort of. D-Day event going on the same wow. year. Wow, train from. there you go. That's, that's the point. That's, that. that's kind of the point. Not not with fortifications or anything too wacky, mm-hmm. um, just because it's that kind of shifts it away from with a destroyers. tournament. It makes it less of a tournament and more into an event game. Yeah. And this is Warfare, I think, should be one of the premier tournaments. Like, you want to be proud you won it, not that you've got a fluky list collection of whatever. Um, but I do think the theming element can really come back and, and yeah, because like Bocage table, I'll be not counting the Bocage as Bocage. And, yeah, exactly. You know, French villages. That's um, Hill uh, One Twenty, Hill One Twelve, that kind of yep. thing. I've got loads of ideas. Pegasus uh, Bridge, Pegasus Bridge, but with the pontine bridges as well to make it more accessible. Yep. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going with it. Um, and hopefully, frontline terrain. I've got an email to put to them and some pennies to send their way uh, to help out with that. Um, so I'm super excited for next November. Uh, but, Dunk, how did your weekend go? Uh, I came... I, I Well, I started off playing Mr. Quinton, patron number one, mm-hmm. with Lee's lovely Panzer uh, Grenade Army. And uh, that game was uh, on a knife edge for most of it. I He thought I'd got the advantage for most of it. And it came down in the end to me being able to pass a six-up counterattack with a tank destroyer to avoid being <laughs> to avoid wow. being pushed off an objective and him winning. So it really did come down to like right at the end. He he, he did the one of the hardest things you can do is uh, to re- withdraw um, infantry in front of mechanized troops uh, in good order, and he managed to do it. He managed to pull back into a, across a town. I didn't want to go through, so I had to go round. And he managed to wow. pull back to the objectives behind him. But let me just check. Uh, yeah, didn't use Lucky. So I played all weekend with 100 <laughs> and whatever it was, 10 points instead of 100. 10 points is 111. Yeah, refused to use Lucky. 
<laughs> so you um, took it but wouldn't use it. I, I refused it. to look at it, yeah. It's more of it taking it and then forgetting it exists, but yes. Well, exactly. Uh, you know, that that's understandable. Um, but yeah, the the in that game, we played six turns and the Thunderbolts came in four out of six turns. Oh, what? So, yep, so they were very... Uh, there is a correlation here as well. I don't know if it's correlation uh, and causation or whether it's just coloration, co- correlation and not causation. But the they took out the Vesps in, in that particular game. So they took out all three Vesps. Um, that was saving life harder, yeah. Yeah, killed one and then bailed two. Um, and they, they then didn't uh, rally and ran off the table. They also killed a Panzer deer stand and then uh, uh, bailed out a Panzer 470. So they they were pretty pretty handy, but it was ending up a it was a three two draw, if that makes sense. A three two loss for mm-hmm. both of us because not through want of trying. Like I said, it it, it the, all three options were uh, potentially available on the last German turn, so a win for either side and a draw. So it was it wasn't it was like any very intense. Yeah. Right, game yeah. over at the end of the games. So it was good. Um, second game, so I I immediately dropped to my usual position of further down the table, which is nice. Back in my home <laughs> uh, uh, on the lower tables. Um, but I played uh, Steve Burden and his British Cromwells. Uh, Steve was interesting because he'd painted uh, his army. He had three armies, I think he said. He'd painted over lockdown, but he'd never played a game. Oh, wow. So his first three or first five games of Flames of War were all at the tournament. Wow. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd done really, really well. I mean... Um, some of his stuff was yet to be quite finished off, I think. But, you know, that's a good effort for someone who's never played a game before to actually yeah. get through that much stuff. Um, but in that game, I managed to murder... Uh, where is it? So, I yeah, I just... Tank Destroyers against Sherman, uh, Cromwell's is not ideal, I don't think, under any circumstance. No. Um, he had two archers and two Achilles. So only two of each. And oh, wow. he put the archers in reserve, so when they came on, they couldn't fire. So these these are all things, you know, the learning curve. I think. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Um, but we once we I've had a few times I've had new players and their first experience in a tournament. And I've always said the best way of learning the game is to go to a tournament. Yeah, because yep. you guarantee by the end of it, as long as the people you know people know you're a newbie, they yep. usually tell you what you did wrong. That kind of thing. You'll learn so much over that weekend about that, about your, a your army and b how to play the game but yeah. exactly and i think he did he, he did okay i mean he, he certainly it was a defensive mission so he, he he took a defensive stance with his cromwells so there was less maneuvering he had to do mm-hmm. and um the the i think the thing that surprised him was the infantry assaulting you know being able to run up bazooka a few tanks oh, i didn't go over my list either whoops bazooka uh, <laughs> a few tanks and then assault them you know, mm-hmm. and you can block use their own tanks to block the re- return defensive fire. There's his favourite trick. Yeah, so my, my list was, uh, it's supposed to be representative of sort of Task Force A in Brittany. And yeah. it was a tank destroyer M18 company with fresh tank destroyer card. Um, so that makes them all uh, trained instead of veteran. So, mm-hmm. mm, fine. Um, uh, and then it was uh, the engineer company from the cards from D-Day. So that was the full engineer company. And then it had a third company, which was a short company of stewards with two command stewards, two platoons of three stewards, and then the mortars and the M8 Scots. 
Mm-hmm. Great Scott. Support. Great so, Scott. The only thing that was not in formation was uh, the, the Thunderbolts. So, yeah, it wasn't going to go anywhere, but that's, you know, a pretty much a, I think, a standard across those number of points. It's quite a tough list, yeah. Yeah. The um, So the Thunderbolts turned up only three turns this turn, but they were turns one, two, and three. <laughs> so they turned up on the first three turns. And they basically destroyed um, the Sexton platoon. So they, they just wiped it out. They killed, they bailed two in the first turn, then they killed three in the second turn and bailed another one. And then they just ran off. Um, so I'm noticing was, a theme here. You were very much going for count, counter, counter artillery in their in their role. So. Well, uh, it's kind of if there's nothing juicy, uh, as in like king tigers, you may as well go and pick on something that, you, that can cause you some real problems. Because my infantry yeah. is only um, well, it's, it's rallying on a three, but it's hit on three, so it's going to be pinned down quite a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so stopping that is useful. What were you using for the kills? Were you going with uh, 50 cows on the side armour? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 50 cows on the side armour against uh, anything that's, you know, side armour two or below, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that seemed to work quite well. Um, even against the British on hit on fours, you're going to hit four times with your eight shots. And then, you know, there's quite a good chance he just fluking some stuff coming through i mean I, like i said i did kill three in one turn which was extraordinary that shouldn't happen ever but that's yeah that's, that's definitely going for the far end of the bell curve yeah. yeah um but yeah i managed to win that one quite heavily i think i won that um eight one so he killed Blimey. quite a lot of stuff but it wasn't out of any i don't think he broke a platoon because it was all bits and pieces here you know here there and everywhere hmm. um so that that then it was, you know, nosebleed time as I rocketed back up the, uh, <laughs> the table. I was very unfamiliar with this experience. Um, so the next game I played Harrison. So that was Harry with his British. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting list he's got. It was fine. And I think... Um, That's Mass Sherman's, wasn't it? No, this is Comets. He had Comets. Oh, the Comets. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he, he, we were playing on the, the table with the um, excessive terrain. Uh, sorry, the, the excessive buildings that Eddie played Paolo on the city table, the yeah. city one, uh, and I was quite happy with that. I thought, well, this is this is great. I don't want people shooting my tank destroyers ever. So, um, you know, line of sight blocking terrain is fine by me. Yeah. Um, and he he got a bit uh, ballsy on the first turn of the the um, game. He basically charged the wood on the on my right hand side, which he knew my ambush was going to be in. Um, on, on the premise that it was going to pop the ambush because he had no real sensible way of um, revealing it. So it was just like, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll boost the wall and we'll go down and uh, yeah. see what we can do. He, the mistake he made was in throwing his command forward as well. So he had five comets all together. I think it was five comets. Might have been six. <laughs> H- yeah, I've, it's going to be over for five or six. It'll be two yeah. in the HQ and three in the... Because this is basically... Pretty much what I was going to take to warfare. Yeah. You took it. You took it to maintain the comet representation. At, yeah, uh, I mean it was, it was scary, but again, like I don't really care if I'm hit by a seventy-seven mil gun or a you know standard Sherman. I haven't got enough armor for it to yeah. matter. Um, but yeah, he charged straight down, and I, I made his command join the uh, comet unit, and then just battered the snot out of it. And I think I killed four comets in the first turn. Fired eight times, it was short range, hit five times. That's brutal, yeah. 
and it just wiped it out. I think I wiped out the HQ and then the other uh, Cromwell sort of moseyed off. Um, but he was like, I, did, I didn't need to put my command down there, did I? I went, no, you didn't. Because <laughs> all I do, all I can do then is make it join that unit and I can target them all. So it's not even like, I, you know, it makes it any harder for them to, to be hit. Um, but again, like the the planes turned up four turns again. So they actually you and killed... you play aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> they killed. Sickening. So they killed a comet on the first turn with rockets. They then bailed two in the next turn with rockets, and then nothing till turn five, where they didn't. They did turn up again on turn five, but didn't do anything. And then turn six, they um, they killed a Crusader AA tank, and oh, the other one ran off. Uh, well, they, they, it cost them a thunderbolt to do it, but um, okay. <laughs> they killed a Crusader, and then the other one ran off. So I, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm fine with that exchange. Um, and again, I think I won that seven two. It was it was a pretty hard scenario for him, but um, I don't think he was quite as aggressive as he could have been. I can't remember if he... No, I don't think he could win till turn six was the problem. It was one of the ones where my reserves were turning up. I can't remember which one it was. But um, there were two two reserves, one of one... Uh, sorry, two objectives, one of which was in no man's land to my left, and one was in my object, uh, my deployment zone in the on the right-hand side. And um, there was a couple of there was a couple of things I think he wouldn't do again. Like he tried to assault across the road with his paratroopers, and yeah, he kicked out my um, kicked out my engineers that were in that building, but the cost was too heavy because mm-hmm. I had two HMGs in each uh, paratroop, uh, sorry, in each engineer platoon, and uh, they they did make it in, but it cost them most of the platoon. Like the functionally, the platoon was wrecked after that. Yeah. So um, it's difficult at that point, but. Um, I think he suffered a little bit from artillery because his sextons were operational, but they just don't. I don't think they. I can't remember them doing a lot. If that makes sense, either. Like they weren't yeah. terrifying. They they dropped some shells, killed some troops, and pinned it a bit, but not anything that really mattered. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, a sexton is a twenty-five pounder. It's really going to be there yeah. for suppression smoke. Yeah, it might kill things. You know, five power four, it can still kill, but it's it's really there for the first two things. Yeah. So that that again, that was I think that like I said is seven two again rocketing up the uh, the table. I think after that, at the end of day one, I think I was in the top three, which is, I don't know don't know what was going on there. That that was that clearly felt wrong and, and bizarre. And then I fixed that on game day two. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Put an end to that nonsense. <laughs> exactly, I had a nice curry in between though. That was delicious. That was delicious. Uh, was that the when, same place you guys went last? We went last year, or was it? Yeah, it was. One? Yeah. Um, That's it good was good. Apparently, there's a better one that um, Martin was saying in Farnborough itself, but you have to book well, well, well in advance to actually get in there. Okay, it's, it's like a Nepalese restaurant or something. But well, they're all Nepalese run because the, the Gurkhas are in. Um, yeah. Ah, okay. Shop. But yeah, there's, there's when, I'm, when I'm there for the air show, there's a couple we use in there. Yeah, but generally, they're generally all pretty good. Yeah, I mean it was decent. I mean, like you were saying that you know it, it's better, but it's not like don't Top go to this notch. one; it's rubbish. Yeah. No. Um. So yeah, second day, I was greeted on Sunday by uh, the smiley, smiley face and lack of shoe of Mr. Graham Wilmot. <laughs> um, and that was just unpleasant. I mean, his army was just... It was a war crime, wasn't it, Eddie? Yeah. So what was he using? Six platoons? He had three three companies? We had three companies. Yeah, but I, I, he, he could do a four-foot table width of and teams. have no gaps. Yep. Oh, wow. That's coverage. Yep. And um, he had two yep. two batteries of eighty eights. 
um, one of which had the bombardment, one of which was yep. no, yeah, one of which was um, no, they both had bombardment. One both was Swoboda, one was yep. the long ones. Um, they had uh, bloody half tracks coming out of the wazoo, um, and it was the it was the um, what's the uh, scenario where you have a um, you're if you're defending, you're off to one side in a box, and the objective is sort of neutral objective. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's outflanked. Something like that. And it was, I couldn't physically get over there fast enough with my infantry to stop him winning on turn six because he just ran his, uh, I think he had camp, I think he had Keitel. Yeah. So he just ran down the, the table length and went, aha. To be fair, ah. he did say, he did say, actually, this isn't, this isn't the scenario. Um, there's two scenarios, one which you auto lose, the other one you don't. So yeah. I suggest we play the one where you don't auto-lose. And I was like, oh, okay, that's very kind of you. And then we picked the scenario and did everything like that. We got through the first turn and he went, oh, no, we're playing the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't. I, you know, we've had a turn and a bit now. And I was like, we, we can't really walk it back. We haven't got time then. It'd be unfair. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't have a, a, yeah. a chance. And I was like, oh, you know, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Um, the upshot of that is that there were no Thunderbolts that turned up at all. Um, and I don't think, did I take a, I might have taken a platoon or two. It might've been two, but not enough, not enough. So yeah, yeah that was a bit difference. of a pasting. And then the final one was Mr. Martin Turner, turn five, uh, sorry, game five. And with his Hungarians mm-hmm. and that was, that was rough. That was a bit rough yeah. as well. It wasn't ideal uh, for me trying to assault stuff with uh, half tracks because obviously it's, uh, sorry not half tracks it's tank destroyers mm-hmm. so with his infantry list he went defend um, and yeah just hunkered down it was quite close still but I mean I just he did a really sneaky thing as well with this where he put um, he had the machine gun nest card from uh, Procreation so yeah. now he can turn a machine heavy machine gun into nests or all the yes agency, right but he put them inside a building we put one of them inside a building. Oh. Because you have to roll firepower, re-roll firepower to destroy it. What? Because it's a nest. Okay. And it's an independent team, so you can smuggle them around all over the place. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bit cheeky. <laughs> cheeky Martin. Um, but yeah, I struggled a bit with that. I don't think I did very well. I think I killed some Kasabas with, you know, 76 mil shots, which is, or Chabas, which is pointless. Yeah. And the Thunderbolts didn't really turn up and do anything. One got shot down by a Bofors gun in the first turn. Um, so, I mean, they killed a pack 40, I think, in the first turn, but what lost the both lost one to a Bofors and then didn't do anything else the rest of the game. So what I'm essentially saying is <laughs> that all the games I did well in, the Thunderbolts did well in. When the yeah. Thunderbolts didn't do well, I didn't do well. So there's definitely something <laughs> just there. More Thunderbolts. Yes, ideally. I mean, Thunderbolt is such a good aircraft, though. Like, it really is. I mean, we have said this before. I mean, it's just a perfect combination of tools, as it were. You know, with all that, the rockets, the bombs, the guns. And the 50 cal, like you say, it chews through those soft skin vehicles. Yep. So. It's good Not for soft skin, but weakly armored vehicles. Yeah, and yeah. the amount of recce and stuff that was knocking around. I mean, I had Graham's army, if I could have got the Thunderbolts in like in turn one. I mean, it was so densely packed together mm-hmm. 
they would have, you know, I might have lost some stuff from 88 firing AA, but my God, they would have been a target-rich environment. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was good. It was all good. Um, enjoyable games. Uh, Quinton's one came right came down right to the wire. I mean, it was nice playing. You know, I don't often play Graham unless it's like the first turn of a tournament because we're right. usually at diametric ends of the... Uh, spectrum. The spectrum, mm-hmm. of, of which that's probably true in terms of personality as well because <laughs> um, he's a lot more thoughtful than i am um but no i mean it was it was it was good it was a good laugh um i don't think i played on any boards that weren't you know weren't terrifying in terms of you know terrain placement or anything like that and uh yeah that's it just good good so, good experience all around really i was just so knackered we're looking at warfare being d-day you know d-day thing you could take what army again next year uh, I, I yes i mean I, that's why i've bought some uh more armor cars so you have to do it actually... properly with the cavalry yeah correct Just... yeah the um the, the stewards are a little bit too useful so uh i have to crush that out of them <laughs> um <laughs> but um but no i mean the other the only other thing i would say is i haven't done a tournament in a while my back i absolutely ruined my back yeah. after day one i i was a mess absolute mess could barely function um so yeah, it's just that standing and leaning ever so slightly far, like forward, and it just completely humped it. So, so we have to work on doing some like um, you know, core, core, you know, core muscle. Oh, yeah, no, getting... I'm not. I'm not involved. In, like, no physical activity. I'm planning on getting a brace, like JFK. <laughs> so just like a, an armored corset, and just go with that. The only other thing I would say is that I, I made the mistake of buying a sandwich at one point in the uh, venue itself. Bring food if and... you can. Yeah, my God. Wow. Wow. I'm still, I think I'm still paying it off. I think they've, uh, I, I tried to clarner it because it was that expensive, but they weren't <laughs> having that. Um, yeah. But no, it was, it's excellent. I mean, it was always excellent. I mean, the the volume can be problematic. Well, I mean, that's, that's why I'm looking at doing a 10 platoon limit for D Day. What, for the, for the noise point. volume? No, the volume. It, it means, oh, it's, it's that big hall. You get a big hall effect. Yes. But it's yeah, not yeah. really breaking up the sound waves. Like yeah. It would normally be in there with all the big stands. So yeah. I surprised yeah. how noisy it was compared to being there normally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, without sounding like a, being a Richard as well, I mean, I went and looked around some of the bolt action tables and some of the 40K and Asia Sigma tables. I think we had the most cohesive looking. Um, tables and, and armies and everything painted and all like that the yeah. most the, the most bizarre one i saw was berlin with camel riders in front of it being uh, attacking some fins i was like this is just this is just oh my god that's the trouble when you go to one extreme with a tournament though yeah and that's kind of why i like the idea of having a themed warfare so you know what the theme is and mm. you know yes if you only have one army you can still bring that army it's not you know that's fine well, no, what you're saying is punish the weak, Eddie. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, that's right. exactly it. But, I mean, D-Day, if, you, if you're going to do a theme tournament, D-Day is on the do, because almost, let's face it, everyone ends up with D-Day army sooner or later in their yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know. And, and I, I mean, I've done I mean, all the three V3 us doing theme tournaments, and it, and people say, oh, we won't get enough people. We never had a problem getting people. Uh, yeah, right. to those people, I say, shut the hell up. And, yeah. And, uh you know, Eddie, do it, book it, and they will come. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I'm going to. Oh, I, yeah. I like the idea of having the uh, the extra VPs there as well, so it even forces the gamey people to be like, I want to min-max this, but 
even if I win all my games, I can still lose to someone else who's won all their games. It's nice. I like it. List. The, um, where, the only thing I would say is, where's my Brumbar company? Oh, that's a, that's a at Phil Yates question. I hate it. Stupid. Actually, <laughs> uh, have we got anything coming up with him where I can just ask him outright? Like outright. outright to his face. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. It's just stupid. I've, I've got two as well, thanks to Panzalia. I've now got two platoons of Brumbars. I need one more platoon and two for the HQ and I can run 14 Brumbars. <laughs> I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? That is the dream. the dream. A full Brumbar company. Oh, it's going to be glorious. I, I've actually, yeah. like, that's just, to make my, yeah. I'm curious if they actually use company strength. I know they obviously they were Brumbar, they were used, okay. Yeah. And in, Norman, in, fair, in, yeah. in Normandy, they um they did it the same as the Panzer, the, you know, you got the Panthers, Jag Panthers, and they deployed mm-hmm. them as a company to face yeah. off the Churchills. Yeah, I believe yeah. They, the, it was the 217th Brumbar um, regiment or whatever it is. Was it a regiment or battery? Because it's artillery, isn't it? I'm not sure if it's what it is. But I think they deployed them en masse. Glorious. <laughs> Glorious. So the 16th and 17th of November 2024 is the dates for warfare. It is in Farnborough, even though it's the Reading War Game Show, it is in Farnborough. Um, so put those in your calendar now because I'm going to be running it. And I want to yep, be there. Be and there. Be square. And be square. Correct. And have a hopefully awesome red versus blue tournament. Should be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, no pressure, Eddie, but you just called it awesome. It is going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a oh, no, combination not... of my entire hobby life, and it will go terribly, and I'll quit and never play Toys Soldiers again. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to deliberately turn up and be uh, like annoying. You, you don't do that already? Well, more annoying. <laughs> like I'm going to weaponize that annoyance. <laughs> weaponized annoyance. Yeah. Full obnoxious. I think you're fine. Never go full obnoxious, Duncan. Yeah, and then slow play everything, claim that there's no line of sight when there is. Oh, no, no, the better one is that is when you have line of sight, but your opponent doesn't for reasons. Well, what, yeah. yeah, for reasons. Because, now that's, that's kind of, not, not that we had any instances of that, that's why I'm not playing in the Warfare tournament next year, is to um, facilitate, especially for, uh, you know, for, for new, newer players to have someone who's there to help, not, not coach, but, but rules coach, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and go through some of the discussions and make sure everything's happy and, and the tables will be obviously a little bit more different. So I have time to talk to people and say, you know, this is a bocage table, but don't play it like bocage and, and hopefully print out some. I would say yeah. print out some paperwork packs for each of the mission, each of the tables to explain the scenery. But I know no one's going to read them anyway. So <laughs> yeah, don't play it as tall terrain cross checks. Play it as um, short terrain yeah. cross checks or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Short, short terrain cross checks. We'll make, the, we'll make the Bokash fields larger than we normally would. Yeah, that, well. that is also a thing that I was looking at doing to make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got a whole year to discuss that. It's been really good fun. Um, yeah, we'll try out some table layouts and that kind of thing. Yes. So uh, it is episode 100. Um, and my my lovely wife, Tacey, has provided us all with a mystery box each, clearly marked, not open until the 100th episode. It is the 100th episode. Boys, have you got your boxes? I have got my boxes, yes. I don't know what's in this. So oh, God. <laughs> I'm as, as much in suspense. This is people opening things on the radio. And Ooh, that's what's it. You roll a dice. <laughs> you don't have to roll a dice yet, Lee. Uh, I just got a turret. Is it now? Yeah, got more ready. Now. I thought we were doing it next time. No, no, now. Like, this is oh, the wait, last I'll put it away now. Oh, God's sake. Oh. Let's get back out. 
<laughs> and the box. There you go. Okay. Do not open until 100th episode. This right, is the 100th okay. episode. 100 episodes. We have boys. authority to open the box. We yeah, do. I've, I've removed the student suit sticker, which is very nice touch. Yep. We uh, have released consent. It says, yep. uh, I've got Alpha, Bravo, Dog, Dogger 3. Yeah. <laughs> launch, <laughs> you're break, launch breaking a little wafer thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> Snap the keys now. Oh, I've got some. I don't know about you. I've got some tissue paper. Lovely. Now, uh, what does yours say on the li- on the lid? Does yours have any messages on the lid? Uh, well, congratulations. I'm hoping, I'm hoping yours says like my congratulations. Otherwise, oh, it doesn't say congratulations, any. <laughs> oh, no. Mine says congratulations. <laughs> also, <laughs> I don't think this. Uh, what, have you got tissue paper? Yes. I've yes. got red and black somethings, but I don't think it's tissue paper. Oh God! <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of stickers. Oh. The I've got a whole bunch of black spray. Oh, yeah, chaos black spray. That wow! Oh my god! Bloody hell! A ten pound dosling voucher. What? A what? No way! You don't got that in there? Yeah, I've got that in there. I'm just saying no way. Both the cafe set by pizza as well. I got some contact a professional revel. That the this is frustrating. I just literally went out and bought a a multi pack of three of them. I added the pile. Thanks. I appreciate you. I appreciate the guest. Nice humble bar- brush. Yeah. Humble brush, yeah. yeah and some. Um, What's this? Mar- Wasteland brown paint. Oh, no. I've got Vallejo Express color, copper brown. I've got Vallejo Express orc skin. So is Express is color there like um, speed paint? Yes. I think ah, so. Okay. But, but better, apparently. Okay. Everything Vallejo does is better than Games Workshop. So I think, I think we've all got, luckily. Apart from the inclusion of the lingerie in Duncan's one, yeah, um, it's a no, it says the same. I'm only on, I'm only teasing. Of course, it says the same. Oh, lovely! So yeah, she's got yeah, a, 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 a chaos black, oh. which is ubiquitous. And actually, I need some. I'm just about to run out. That's really good. Do you know, do you know what all it's made me do now? Is, is do the British thing of, of reciprocating the gift with another gift. Oh yeah, you yeah. Say well, thank you for the gift by sending another tennis. gift and then entering a feedback loop. I am going to use. I've got a sheet of shoot and scoot stickers. Which I'm yep. going to use straight away on my laptop. Your work one or your? Uh, well, this is the this is my old work one that has valiantly recorded all of these episodes from around the world. Oh. I'm so I love this this thing. It needs but... to keep going. Is this your calibration one? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. This thing has been inside the Arctic Circle in the desert, bounced around in thunderstorms halfway across the Atlantic, Uganda, and it's and it, Uganda. Um, it's America. Its main job now is, you know, just once or twice a month. I turn it on, <laughs> leave it for a day to kind of update and figure out on <laughs> a virus check, to then record the episode on and then edit it the day afterwards. It's glorious. Oh um, shit! Oh, oh, that's the, you, the I, intro I wasn't wrong, Eddie. Yeah, what was that? You're, you're, the intro wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. No. Your intro for today. I can't remember. I can't remember two hours oh ago. Oh my god! It was the one that said you got the best wife in the world. Oh, I do. Yes. yes. Oh Jesus Christ! My Trump intro. Hate. Sorry. Yes, my specific name intro. Yes. I mean, to be fair, she did write that her, that herself on top of my box. So did she? <laughs> or, and, and the cardboard box, or just so controlling the narrative? <laughs> controlling the narrative in the best way. Says, "Oh man, I oh, got that's too, it's, too, it's almost too much." It's, it's Probably the nicest thing I've received all year. It's it's the most it's the nicest hobbyist gift. 
because it's just little bits of essentials. And I'm really excited to use this express color. What color I, have you got? I've, I've got orc skin. I've got wasteland brown. I've Ooh. got copper brown. Nice. Which sounds orangey. Yeah, it's but it feel like leathers. And that's no, the thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's I'm hard to, to tell, isn't it, in the, in the little pot? Try a test model, yeah, and to see. Yeah. You got all skin. You got that. That sounds like. Well, I mean, um, it's, it's a nice olive drap color. Also, it's, it sounds like a, a sort of a, a Jewish enforced ceremony upon an orc. That's <laughs> 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 an image. Listening yeah. to when she's a scoot. Muzzle tov. I mean, it's first like Hanukkah, isn't it? So it feels on it feels on brand. So. Oh, yeah, well, it'd be it'd be like four four pounds of foreskin getting lopped off, wouldn't it? If it's an orc. Oh, my yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, could hear, you could hear like it'd be like one of those salami slices just warming up in the background. Well, there goes, <laughs> there goes, there goes. I was really listening. There goes the clean yeah. rating. Yeah, that's clean. I didn't say a single swear word then. <laughs> I got a gift voucher. I can use that on Thursday. Yay! Is it? What's it valid for? Is it valid for um, anything but cake? booze? I think. Yeah, you can use oh, it on cake oh. and the cafe. Not for yeah. use in alcohol products. Food Pizza. and drink purchase must not be taken away from the premises. What? Well, you've got to eat it and then also go to the toilet before you leave. Uh, <laughs> so I've got to process that internally inside like a couple of hours. Uh. To, be, to be strictly strictly uh, in compliance with the regulation. Yes. Yeah. You're listening to Shoot and Poop. Shoot and Poop. high end of toilet rolls. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Oh, I'm so going to use all these stickers everywhere and zap things. Yep. Just start doing the, what they do on the trains and things. Just stick them on, like, yeah, the the um, notice boards and things. Yeah, but I'll do that on aircraft. It'd be fine. Oh, there you go. That'd be <laughs> fine. What are they going to do? Complain to you. I write the regulations, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll make it a requirement that they have to have the sticker. And if it's yep. missing, then they're grounded. Yep. Unlucky, oh, son. Unlucky, son. And a neat paintbrush. Yay. You're listening to Shoot and Poop. <laughs> Shirts and... Mm. But that sounds like a terrible night out as well. Shoot and Poop? Yeah. <laughs> the poop pigeon shooting exercise. Also sounds like something that the First World War soldiers would have done. Yes, very much so. Yeah. We're going <laughs> over the top tomorrow. Oh, Christ. Yes, Lee. <laughs> what? Save me. Sorry, yes. Yeah, so, hello. We are, this is part two of the recording with our um, live... Episode 100, part two. Yeah. yeah. Our live question and answer session with our patrons, where we found out there's actually a limit on Zencaster, so it's like the first eight patrons that could get in here quick enough. Um, so, who are we joined with tonight, then, Eddie? Who is joining us <coughs> well, tonight we are joined by the illustrious patron numero uno, Mr. Quinton Taylor. Uh, we also have the uh, du- <laughs> dubious facial hair wearing, uh, multi hatted Mr. Mike Everest. Good evening. Uh, we have uh, Chris the German. That's his title, not mine. I'm not, yep. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> he wrote I'm that as his it. name. Yeah. <laughs> Chris the German. Hello. <laughs> Uh, we have Roy, just Roy. Evening. <laughs> there you go. 
We have um, the eternal tournament top place blocker, uh, Mr. Martin Turner. No relation. Good evening. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> and we have uh, the illustrious Harry. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Lovely. Oh. Who are here along tonight uh, to join us in this celebration of our 100 episodes. <laughs> 100 glorious episodes. 100. Unfortunately, we have some connection at, uh, troubles with our chief archivist who would be able to tell us how many hours and minutes of utter hobby trite we have uh, yeah. perforated eardrums with throughout the world. <laughs> I'm trying, just trying to find this last update. I think he gave, gave it to it quite recently. Um, and after that, he provided you an update of the stats and figures. Hey. Hey. 220 hours and 27 <laughs> minutes. My God, that's a lot of co- quality content. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. Oh my God! You could uh, say it's a ton of content. <laughs> oh, right. uh, a oh ton. dear! <laughs> Not, Not a long ton. Not a butt ton. Yeah, I want to make it to a butt ton. That's a butt ton. One hundred and seventy-five at least. It's like a butt fumble. Steady. What's about ton? It's 175. Why? Because it's not two tons, but it's more than a ton. <laughs> no? Is that, a fridge, is that fridge in the background leaking CFCs? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> yes, just <laughs> huffing on the fridge. <laughs> I know what we should do, guys. Let's, let's make Blake more of a PDF. Yeah. Yo, screw Italy. We won't release that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, those CSCs are good. Reminds me of my first whale I slaughtered. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. having the PDFs. Yeah. It's going to be fine. 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 Should we start with our first question, then? Yeah, so um, someone raise your hand with the question. Who's got raise questions? Raise your hand. I just don't care. Whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop. Martin's done it in a very elaborate uh, fashion. He has. Martin, what is God. your question? <clears throat> oh, get to ask the first question. Well, well um, right. So we've had the video. We've had the joys. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this could be it. How this could o- be him. <laughs> <laughs> How overexcited is Eddie going to be about late World of Athens? <sighs> I mean, yes, Eddie, you're the voice of optimism for this podcast. <laughs> so, so here's here's my hot take on the video. Um, I'm disappointed. Oh, only wasn't expecting that. That the late war goalposts have shifted. Sorry, early war goalposts have shifted to 2025. Yeah. However, that disappointment is just because I'm particularly excited for it. Um, as a whole, I think that the um, it shows a lot of maturity. Overall, I think that video, although underwhelming compared to last year's, does show quite a bit of realism. Is this a prepared statement? I don't know. No, I've been thinking about it all day. I watched it, I watched it, I watched it this morning. Are you resigning as an MP? <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to get to sit next to you. I'm resigning from the podcast. Um, so Is your name Peter Bone? Yeah. <laughs> want, okay. All right. All right. I do the I do the short form um, current previous previous fez of 
oh my god, there's big tanks and they're really cool and they're really going to shoot things. And then there's going to be Marines and then Japanese and also like British Pacific. That's going to be absolutely like you can have like the and stuff in the jungle. <laughs> there we go. And I can I can like finally maybe not paint the toys that I've had for the last five years since early war Japanese were out previously. Um, and I definitely won't buy more. I definitely won't buy So that's what I'm really excited about. Uh, and also, yeah, like tortoises and mouses. <laughs> and I quite like a mouse. Um, other farmyard animals? Other farmyard animals in tank form. Uh, yeah. I think there's an underrated amount of farmyard animals that could be represented as tank. Oh, absolutely. Why, why, is, why is no one released a tank called the cow? Yeah, or the Shetland and, and, pony. And why is it not the French? Why haven't the French released La Vache? La Vache. La Vache de Mort. Exactly. Yeah. Right, Mike, will you get you the Claire's? That's going to be a name of one of the tanks. Right? You're paying on the side. Bonjour, je m'appelle Vache Avez-vous So that's, that's Mike, a strike bomber. A yeah, no, you can't. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, that sounds impressive. Missile. Bring up the Mooka! This is where the Eric's gets let us down because it just sounds like someone from, I don't know, from like Peterborough going, morning. <laughs> Bring up the Eric. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'd like to play, I'd like to play some, uh, the Cheltenham Festival, please. <laughs> oh. So, very excited about all those things. In a bigger, broader context of, of having been in the hobby for far too long, realizing that next year is the 25th anniversary of the Guildford Games Club, and I've been running it for about 20 of those years. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that pushing back early war is a great sign because it means they're not going to try and cram it in on top of other production stuff, which is what they would have done in the past. I think there are other things that are hopefully, I'm fingers crossed, I'm, the optimism is coming through in a, a metered fashion in that I hope there'll be other things they will surprise us with, mm-hmm. such as something to do with Italy something to do with other smaller releases that they can just throw in there to keep flames of war late war current and 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 you know vibrant whilst we wait for the early war drop they've committed to doing a whole ton of plastic tanks and supporting the full range in plastics which is fantastic um for early war that's going to be a full thing because they could have quite easily tried to stick with what they've earlier announced round it into 2024 half asked the whole thing and it just been another you know pop rather than the explosive bang that it deserves to be i feel um the new style quote unquote new in air quotes um of plastics that they previewed for the team yankee sprues fills me for the confidence because that means they're investing in their plastic technology again is that the infantry yes because mm. if you notice the sprue is the same design as games workshop that modern very compact that little space yeah. around model yeah, which I means know. they've used from my limited understanding, I'm just going to do some research on this. Yeah, they've they've done um, like flow dynamic research on how the plastic flows in the sprue rather than just using experience. So rather than having a square sprue and going, we'll put this bit here and this bit here, and it should all work hopefully most of the time, and having wastage, they've actually computated how the plastic will flow into the sprue and designed the sprue to make that work for each part using a computer as opposed to using an old school, you know, mold, mold making technology, if that yeah. makes sense which means you should get greater detailed stuff. Um, not entirely convinced by them inventing, again in air quotes, 
using cards for objectives. I think Games Workshop are already currently doing that. I no, think that no. may be inventing. You know, we've come up with a new. I don't think it's new, guys. I mean, it's new for Flames of War, and you've adopted it. Is it for Flames of War? Is it not just a rehash? I did think it it looked a bit of a rehash of the Fog of War. Yep, it is. That. So for me, for me personally, doesn't hold much fun. However, I can totally see people like my nephew loving that game as a gateway for into Flames of War. Because if you think about it, when and also non-historical hobbyists coming over, because if you think about it, if you are a 40k player and you're used to just having the big bad gribblies, I want the big bad gribblies, but now I want something about history and I want to come over and you're like, I know that there was this big tank and I know all the poster childs of late war giant armor and I want that. And you go, well, actually, they're going to be defeated by those like recruits over there. There's old men and boys with Panzerfaust because you can't assault into heavy, you know, into a building with these guys. You know, that kind of the sharp juxtaposition of the historical accuracy of Flames of War. He says, trying not to laugh too much. Um, <laughs> the the historical elements that influence Flames of War, um, and the fact that those massive wonder weapons were, for the most part use this compared to you know having to have the infantry to go in there and actually capture the bloody objective in the, the towns and the cities um having something that is an easier entry with a bit more of a gaming background-esque side to it doesn't appeal to us because we're knees deep in the hobby of sprues and we understand how great the core game can be but if it brings some people over from the outside whilst also making use of all the models they've had to make under that contract from i imagine the perceived contract they've got from uh, world of tanks um I'm all for it, and I will. I'll buy a starter set. I will give it a go. It might be a game that I'll play down the club and offer other people a chop, an opportunity to come and go, play some tanks, play some really light games. And to be fair, it's the perfect. It seems like the, a really good starter game for Flames of War. Like you can take whatever you want, and here's some really big tanks, and the missions will be a bit interesting and flow around a little bit and change, but they won't be, um, you know as in-depth as the full flames of war. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I'm... I, I, I can see that British, that British German starter set, Clash of Steel starter set, being quite useful because most of it you can still use in late war. It's really only... The Centurions are using Foan. It's really the mouse and the tortoise you can't use outside of the game. So. And Nam. You can use Centurions and Nam. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. And, yeah, and Team Yankee. So I'm going to buy that box anyway because I can use most of that box for other stuff. So... That was that was super exciting. I personally want to submit my thanks uh, to to Pete uh, for making that video, um, if only because of the complete amount of Schaffenfreude I had when I realised that Duncan was watching it and he got to the point where they re-announced the re-release of the Twenty First Panzer Company, Twenty First Panzer Division, remastered with remastered models. <laughs> And the Schlepper bloody actually exists as a card now. <laughs> the Schlepper OP is natural going to be a card. Don't say <sighs> Don't mention the war. God bless them. <laughs> so that's my take, um, other than other things. Mike, have you got anything to add to throw into the the, mop, the, the, the mixing pot? No, I was just going to ask another question when you were ready to... Uh, oh, I need to let the other two say, otherwise it turns into the Fez show. And also it's quite <laughs> funny to hear how disillusioned they are compared to me. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 let's let's go with the Frown Town, Frown Town Parnell. Yeah. So, so, like I say, I, I appreciate 
early war going back is a, is a is a pain, but if they're doing it properly, fine. We'll see. Pacific, that I can get interesting. British and Pacific, you know, they showed it with their um, you know, Grant and Lee tanks in Burma. Looks like some new. It's going to be so goodly. It's going to be really good. It's going to be amazing. Brits, Brits in jungle, you know, jungle, jungle uniforms, that kind of thing. So I, that I can, that I can get interested in. My lovely boys. So one thing I actually managed to get to the Firefans, which we know my opinion on late one of Firefans, and at least it's separate and not integrated in, so it's going to be really easy for the TOs to put them on side and do yeah. like D-Day theme tournament still. But I was reading through the little screenshot of the rules. I'm wondering, they got a thing now for Leviathan games. We have X percent of your points spent on Leviathans and Y percent spent on non-Leviathan units. I was pondering whether he could take that and use it to get like um team yankee but bias towards seeker the third gen tanks in count them oh, as like Leviathans and use the same percentages so you're not getting overwhelmed with hordes of btrs and t55s but something, so when that pdf comes out oh. i might have a perusal of it and see if there's anything to do but, with that. but what do i do with my iranians then overwhelm things with hordes <laughs> I don't, I don't have any second generation tanks. She was in sixty second gens. But yeah. Is it? Can you not start naming the kids after tanks? Ah, forward Arabs. Yeah, take him to the zoo. What? Yeah. So clash of steel thing. We'll see. Um, I am. When they, when they say Operation Unthinkable, they have Germans versus Brits. So I'm wondering what kind of Operation Unthinkable they're actually think, unthinking of. But <laughs> it's, uh... They've unthunked it. It's going to be those things, just literally, it's it's the Hollywood movie of a missile launcher rules for me to switch your brain off. I know. Go into I... it in that kind of element. And, you know, we'll scratch, don't think of it to scratch the itch that you have for historical wargaming. It's, it's just something else. And to be fair, those the models, the pictures they showed of things like the tortoise and stuff they did look like fantastic models oh yeah like, i can't they looked really i cannot good. argue the quality the quality of the kits they showed they look and good they're going to be massive the only downside is they're not metal and resin because if they were you could literally beat your opponent to death as yeah, you know, pig mouse shows <laughs> yeah but you'd also have to like be like um what's his name from the the mountain from game of thrones to actually be able to lift your bag to take you <laughs> to a game game night I did like the new army. The new army sets coming back as well. That was a good one. New late war I, army I, sets. I, 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 I just want to recognise my personal growth, and I saw those box sets. Got really excited, and then looked at it and went, "Well, I have all of that apart from that one objective." So that's not. That's not uh, yeah, all you want is objectives, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, don't think about it. Yeah. Me, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Cold. Just what? Uh, yeah. What is it? I don't even care about late early war. Yeah, throw that back. Get rid of that. I forget, I forget you're in early war. We'll, we'll convert you. Uh, we'll be really mad when we end up loving it. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah you are. No, I'm not. The early war's got no poles in anyway. It's all going to be in France. Telegraph poles? No. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was a bit... Um, I don't think... I can't remember anything I actually cared about. Was there anything I cared about? Because even like the... What do you call it? The Eastern stuff, the Far Eastern stuff. Yeah, the just Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Do you not think though that at least for this year, it will give you a chance to complete the projects that you haven't done from the stuff that's already been released? Uh, probably. Like yeah. maybe actually playing the missions from the books. 
No, we're never going to play the missions from the book. I think we should stop killing ourselves. That's just, that just feels like gaslighting myself at this point. Just... I think I'm going to have to rewrite them to make it. Oh, Doug, I've just come up with this experimental mission. Of yeah, that's it. And... Play this. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Ah-ha. They should, this. they should have put this in the D-Day book. Oh, yeah, they should have done that. You're right. Mate, the, the chances of me playing those is slim because I don't even know what the standard missions are. When we go to tournaments and stuff, I'm looking at it going, oh, yeah, okay, we'll, yeah, we'll play No Escape. Uh, sure, I know the rules for that. You want me to do what? You want me to adopt a position? It's not the Matrix, it's just zero. I dare you. Yeah. You want me to adopt a stance? Okay. A little teapot. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably just I'll probably just focus on that. I mean, the, the, the trouble I think you're going to find is that all the interesting stuff like for um, the, the Far Eastern stuff, again, uh, it's going to be like things like the British because they've not been out before, really. So aren't you going to get loads of people sort of gravitating towards that? Well, yeah, we haven't seen the Japanese people... either. The people who already have Japanese armies and the Nikahaku teams. <laughs> there's there's no guarantee they're going to have Nikahaku teams. No one said that. No, there's no one no, said that. I'll, I'll, I'll make my own house rules. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's I don't care. Now. They're going to happen. They're amazing. They were, in, version, in version three, they were amazing. Ben Davey. I mean, if Ben Davey's playing them, you know they were good. Well, yeah, you know they broke beyond broke. belief. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. When he was like Nikahaku teams versus uh, Soviet. Um, Grants, KVs and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, I'll have you know, like corn to our local expert Tom Warburton, Japanese are rubbish. I don't know how anyone can play with them. Japanese are rubbish. He also said that French in the early war were rubbish. Uh, <laughs> I never lost with that French army that he lent me, ever. <laughs> I don't know how you can. You just wander you up with Charbys. When, and... when you lose with every army you play with, I don't think the army is the common factor. Mm, do you think you need to start looking elsewhere for the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a dice. Buy new dice. Yeah, you <laughs> dice are available from Dice of War. Dice of War. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was fine. It was fine. Okay. They do seem okay. to be taking a bit more of a, um, like you said, a grown-up approach to communicating that things are late. Yes. If it, me- if it means if it means they can get more stock into stores for all the back catalogue of stuff that you want to do, amazing. And also, they're not going to release or. They've learned maybe to not release everything in or spoil everything in the Christmas video. What and then have no and content? Have some things up their sleeves. I'm yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because the the, the big question always was what's going to happen after they finish late war, which they've now done, quote unquote. There are other things they can go and do back again. Um, you know, such as maybe like maybe Italy, please Italy, mm. say Italy, Italy. Pete, you can do Italy. Italy. You can do Italy. <laughs> Apparently, Mike Everest has something to say. I, yeah, he's jumping it, up and down like a like a wild <laughs> thing. Avanti, <laughs> avanti. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my take on it. Mike, have you got another yeah. question, bud? You're a beautiful lady. Yeah, I do actually. I got I got two for a start. First off, how much Clash of Steel will they need to shift to extend Pete's boat by forty feet? Forty feet. That's quite a feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I the Vikings did it. Um, uh, secondly, uh, if Leviathans is going to be a PDF, do we think they'll bring out Italy as a PDF uh, later this year? Please, Ooh. for the love of God, bring out Italy. I just at this point, I'll I'll, I'll do it. You'll accept the PDF, right? I'll accept the PDF. I'll accept. <laughs> so here's, uh, here's my dance form. 
God damn. Here's my theory on it, right? Oh, God. My theory is they haven't done Italy because to do Italy and make money off the release of Italy, they need to have the models available. Right? And I think their major problem has been in the last year, they've had moments to release things and they've not been able to, A, have enough stock for the new release, and B, support their existing lines. Which are two major things that you have to do, but, which is a thing that what's even missing? Game Workshop struggles with. What's, what's missing? missing? Yeah, what's missing? Sherman Freeze. <laughs> all the infantry lines. Everything yeah, but that's it. Wings, colonial infantry. Yeah, but all the infantry, infantry and gun teams, which are the main, yeah, yeah, which goes back to, to Lee's earlier point uh, in offline discussions, which was about, you know, what is Clash of Steel if not removing the two interesting combined arm parts of Flames of War? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's the reason that Flames of War works is because it is combined arms. You can't just go, as I've learned in my many years of running big heavy tanks, with repeatedly. big heavy tanks and with yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> the definition of insanity is taking King Tigers again and hoping that something's changed. Um, so, I, I I secretly hope that the reason they've done this lighter year, quote unquote. I mean, it's still quite a big release. You know, imminent new releases of, of, of mid war and things like that of Pacific, and then supporting the but, existing ranges of Great War and, and, and NAM. I mean, that's all production time in their in, in their factories that they've had to devote to do that, even though they've gone through this different distribution network of having specialist stores, they've still had to make that product, and that's still product that you're not making for your other games. Um so part of me kind of hopes secretly that they'll be re-releasing all of the bespoke Italian infantry uh, Italian theatre infantry not Italian infantry obviously but Italian you know those beautiful Commonwealth rifle sculpts and all of the, the weird bits and pieces and other drops and maybe I mean, they're not going to lie if they're going to if they're going to release proper Italian infantry in like Reggio and like yes please but that's never ever ever going to happen what for the um, for the fascist side yeah Mike well, I mean, GNR. I, I, honestly, if they were going to do GNR, it'd be yeah, that'd be cool. But like, this that's not going to happen either, is it? You know? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's. I, I, who knows? I mean, that's the thing. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? Um, I'm I'm quietly hopeful that that will be. That's one of the things they're keeping up their sleeves to find enough time to decide how to do it. Um, I can't remember if I read something or heard something in the video about them finding a new. And then they've obviously got a new way of doing plastics, whether or not they have a new way of doing the meta models mm. or or the specialist models. Because they've kind of... I can't believe they'd invest all that money in the soft plastics stuff and then just dump that tech. But to me... Cause, and having had some of the later soft plastic models that had the better quality casts, they were pretty good. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't as good as metal, but nothing's going to be unless you want to pay that much money. And even then, metals themselves weren't always amazing. <laughs> if you got you get a duff but blister pack and you just you know Yeah, the end of a production run and uh yeah, you yeah. get mm-hmm. Senor Blobby and his mate. Or oh, wheels. The wheels when the two halves yeah, are like that. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a continental drift of a yeah. <laughs> Captain Bell's palsy leading the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean so it, with Italy, with it, so every release Battlefront needs a tank release, right? For the time were the tanks. True. Now, picture, if you will. I've been oh, I like. It's the pitch. A new kit. A kit that covers multiple options. 
one kit that does all the welded hull, dry hull, uh, dry hull Shermans. The engine deck is what's different between a Sherman 1, a Sherman 3, and a Sherman 4, right? Diesel engine, original um, radial engine, the later Ford V8 engine. All, all, that, all, that, that involves getting rid of a previous, uh, an already existing mold, though, right? No, there's no, there's, there's no dry hull, welded oh. hull Sherman kit. You've got, oh, you've got the hull. wet holes, got the wet right. holes later. Yeah, you've got that... the dry hull cast hull. Please, can you stop saying the word wet hull? Wet. I can't. It's hull. Wet hull. Yeah. We're going to lose our clean rating at this rate. (laughs) You talk about dry holes and wet holes. What have I changed to large hatch, small hatch? Does does one have a a greater chance of inflammation? (laughs) But I mean, but ultimately, when you get down to it, um, no one really cares. Ultimately, about the Sherman, the Sherman One, and the Sherman Four, but the Sherman Three. I beg your pardon. Well, in terms of the actual rules effect, it doesn't really make it much of a rules effect, but it gives it, it'll give the Russians their, their mid-war Sherman that they should really, really have. Mm-hmm. Not that it helps T thirty four in its own. Once again, T thirty four gets nothing. Everyone wants to take over. Oh, yeah. guys! And like I say, it gives the Brits the Sherman they should, the Sherman they mostly had for the actual Desert War in Italy theatre. Until the Sherman okay. Five replaced it. What was hey, that's just my thinking. Destru- What's responsible for the destruction of most T thirty fours? Lend lease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's so, yeah. better than it. Everything's better when you don't have to pay for it. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that. So that was one half of the question. I can't remember what the other half was now. I've digressed into. How many Clash of Steel boxes would it take to get a 40, uh, that was it for 40, 40 foot hull extension? So, Clash of, I'm quietly hopeful for Clash of Steel because um, of my hobby launch addiction, as it so feels, and that if it's a starter set, if it's a mass market starter set, they've, Battlefront have had some very shrewd pricing on their starter sets. <laughs> like, they have really chased that dragon and, like, if that box set comes in at a very low price, I'm going to be buying one. I'm not going to lie. That's what we were saying exactly. uh, offline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lead, it's forty quid lead. for five, forty quid for five centurions. Maybe it's forty-ish oh. quid for four oh. centurions, three cro- comets, and a yeah. bunch of German stuff I don't really care about. I mean, that As of tortoise. At that point, I'm buying two and just kind of going, oh, "Okay, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's fine." And I might play the game. I might not. You know, but. That's a, that's a ton of models that most of which you can use, you know, yeah. in other in other ways. So, yeah. Next question: Do we have a contender? Who's next? Please raise your hand. Otherwise, I've got to start making up questions. Oh, Roy. hey, Roy's got something. Roy, Roy was oh. in there first, Chris. No so, worries. One of the things that we've <laughs> mentioned in the past has been. Uh, if Battlefront had the ability to either reprint or reproduce their old molds, models, that sort of thing, like a print on demand, if they did it, would they get enough interest? Because a lot of those old models had a lot of character, much as you've talked about some of the metal slippage and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, it is a chance to get some of the models that you just can't buy now. It's the, yeah. Is it the sort of thing they could ever yeah. do, would ever do? I mean, Herman Goering, I'd kill to get the Herman Goering range now. I've got, I've got an army waiting to be painted. I know, you need to go on to that. 
On the other hand, <laughs> they probably had. When they re-released all the, the really cool Vol- um, Volksgrandiers, yeah. um, Panzersturm, with the guy, you know, I said, how I was waiting for those to be released. And they released them at Christmas when I had no cash. And by the time I actually had the cash, I didn't go buy them the second time, they're out of stock. It's like... Yeah. That's, it's always good. You always go full foul of that as a to, tiny and, thing. And to me, the problem is they can't just release the one platoon because mm-hmm. if you're willing to pay extra to have the, you know, because they are kind of models that you can easily models you can easily proxy is is what I guess they are. Because there's no, you know, a Commonwealth Italian rifle platoon is no different in rules terms from the standard plastic rifle platoon. Yeah. If if it's a, a proxy swap out to make it historically accurate for the dress and kit they're wearing for that theatre, you need to have the full range available, mm. so that you can take a deep huff of that pipe and uh, that, that hobby crack pipe and and get all the gun teams, get you know some of the the the, the, the crews to go with your you know sextons and that kind of thing, because that's what you want to do. If you're invested to Correct, that point, yeah. that's what you're doing. It makes no I, sense to buy two platoons of that and have your twenty-five pounder crews, you know, wearing winter greatcoats. Yeah, exactly. If I, literally, I want my six pound guys to be in shirts with rolled up sleeves, they're hovering around any tank shells and moving a big field piece around it. So, and a exactly, lot of chickens. Yes. And the do chickens. You, don't forget the chickens. The chickens are important. Do you not think though that they could just do that like on a month by month basis? So like July is month is the Herman Goering division month, and you can buy all the Herman Goering stuff, but you can only buy it in July. So like Games Workshop do that. I think the problem, the problem with that, and the problem with all of it, really, um, is because I think they've been so flat out trying to meet, and that, that kind of links back to the release schedule with the video for next year. They've been so flat out trying to keep up with their new releases that they haven't been able to have the thought and the space and the time to kind of go back and look at these other bits that could they, they could be leaving behind. Yes, it's a niche thing, Um so GMT Games have the GMT 500, which is where they... Because uh, GMT Games is the, the card and chip war games company. Fantastic company. They need fantastic games, really in-depth. It's that really crunchy type of thing. But they have a lot, a huge, a massive back catalogue. But they will sit there and they will they will have things. They go, right, this model, this 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 game is now on the GMT 500 list. Boff, there it goes. And they've done this for the last like 20 years, apparently, where you can go there and you can buy the game. You pay your money, you've bought the game. But the game won't print until they've got 500 pre-orders. So I think PSC would do a similar sort of thing at one point. Uh, yeah, it would sit there and it will just, people would slowly rack up and eventually when they've got enough to do a print run, boff, that all gets committed. It's done. That kind of logistical you know um, ability I guess is the one, is the bit that kind of I think they need to work on. Um, yeah, I mean, probably guys. Uh, when when GW do this, their main market is Europe, UK, and US, and their production is Nottingham. <laughs> when Battlefront want to do this, their main production is Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, it, 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 it's going to throw a whole extra bunch of logistics on, but you know, GW don't have to worry about. That, so. And what wins laws? Logistics wins wars. I thought said laws. Sorry, I was just trying to work. Yeah. Out sorry. I was like, what wins oh, laws? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, you've got to extend the tube, take the game caps off, and that will then release the sites for your law. <laughs> but remember, only waterproof the first time you do that. If you, if you fold it back down, it's no longer waterproof. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can That's... you can fold it back down, but it's no longer waterproof. It's no longer waterproof after that point, so don't piss on yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. What, what about an in-law? 
I mean, you can piss on them if that's your thing. I mean, it's, this is... It's Christmas time. <laughs> I think indoors are mainly waterproof for most of the time. Um, yeah. Maybe not after collapsing them. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you collapse an, you collapse an, in, an in-law and they're no longer waterproof. <laughs> it sounds good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good true facts. The truth of the world. I, I, I think Chris... Years. I think Chris was next, wasn't it? Yep. 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 To which models are you guys looking most forward to from the newly uh, announced stuff? Oh, I, th- I thought you said mothers then. Not you mean, like, which mothers? I wonder where that was going. <laughs> mothers. Mm. Miniatures. <laughs> Min- miniature mothers. Yeah. <laughs> which mother are you most interested in? Well, <laughs> if I had to pick. Um, Takes as long as going on. <laughs> Well, this school's over. Um, <laughs> Deleted. Yeah. Which model am I most interested? I, I, the IS three is going to make me angry because I've got loads of them for my Egyptians. So as soon as it comes out in plastic. But the great thing about the plastic IS three is if you mess up and don't build yeah. the front hole glaciers quite right and there's a gap, it's historically accurate. It's just falling apart. There's someone waving through the gap. Yeah. 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 Have you heard about that story? Did you know? <laughs> They, they prayed them down uh, the Red Square as, as a big show of force at the end in, in, in 45 at the end of the war. Like, yeah, look at this, this is an amazing tank. And they all got to the end of the corner and half of them were just collapsing under their own weight. Yeah, fear us, fear us of the West. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, it'd be all right. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It'd be even cooler if it was Checkpoint Charlie, but you know, you can't have everything. <laughs> I think that might um, be the surprises. What, Checkpoint Charlie? I think so. No, we've just been guessed what? it. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. We're gonna make this. No, we're not. I think, <laughs> I think Checkpoint Charlie and the Italy stuff are the two major things they didn't talk about in the video, which are the stuff that they coyly went. We haven't, and other things we can't spoil right now because they're trying to figure out when they're going to release them. Maybe. I'll, I'll leave it as a maybe. <laughs> Was there any Team Yankee actually released apart from the plastic infantry in the video? No, I can't remember. But so. that's. There was no mention other than those two sprues. Okay. But they, they're so, going to come in, they're gonna have to come out in something. They're not just going to release two sprues, right? Oh, correct. Like, but like I say, I mean, we've always said before, like, you know, there's only one version, one book that hasn't been updated yet, which is All Wars. Yeah, so that's going to be done. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. And the, t- the timing is somewhat <laughs> problematic, obviously. But that didn't, stop, that didn't stop the Warsaw Pat book, as we always no. say. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But, um, I mean, so out of all the reasons we saw, the one I'm really looking forward to is that 14th, is the sort of the 14th Army Infantry, the British in Burma. In Burma. Mm. Like, what they, that little shot they showed looked good. I like, I like the look of them. The slouch oh, hats. Oh, they had the, 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 what hats? Bush hats. Slouch them, hats. Right? Yeah, slouch hats. hats. Yeah. Does that mean I can do Chinese, finally? Uh, Chinese nationalists, maybe, yeah. Yeah, because they they had... There was a PDF, wasn't there? Well, they've got... had American equipment, so yeah, definitely. No, 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 not thinking about them. I'm thinking about before that, before that, early war, where they they got like... German kit, wasn't it? Yeah, German kit, yeah. The Deutsche Afrika Corps Asian edition. Yeah, that's what I want. And the, t- the text chat, Roy's just noted that one of the things they didn't mention for Team Yankee was new starter sets with the infantry, which would be quite interesting to see how they get integrated. Ooh. 
It'll be plastics again, wouldn't it? It'll be all plastic box sets. So yeah, so well, like you know, you could have like BMP's infantry for the Soviets, Bradley's U.S. infantry the other side. That's all mm-hmm. plastic. A few tanks. Yeah, that would do. Yeah, it could be interesting. I could get behind that. Humvees. You know when you've been doing this podcast too long, when you sit there and you hear that conversation, and in your head, you're like, what, what would Battlefront actually release that would be completely different from that? It'd be like, platoon of infantry and 15 Apaches. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like huge. Right? And, and then part of you like, yeah, they, they probably would do that. It'd be an Apache strike force. No, it'd be Hueys. It'd be the Huey, it'd be, it'd be, yeah, 15 Hueys and the one platoon that they, it takes all of that air capacity to lift. Yeah. Box. Oh. <laughs> Mike's just message about the Jungle Strike box, and uh, I, I must say that one of my goals this Christmas is to complete Desert Strike on the SNES, which I've got hooked up to my TV right now. Oh my God. Retro game. Awesome. Well, it's no Mega Drive, but still awesome. Um, <sighs> you three-button peon. Can't handle four buttons, can you? Four buttons? No. The SNES has four buttons. The the Mega Drive only has three. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was going master system. Until the latest latest yeah. system had six buttons. Yeah. Later controller. Um, you realise you had the multiple fingers. Four North Norfolk controller. <laughs> Mash the keypad for your five six. <laughs> For the next question, I'm just going to get another beer. I'm back in a sec. Oh, not professional. Not professional at all. Right, quick. Let's talk trash about Lee. Um, yeah. Well, you got. I can note of this and edit it. I mean, I mean, you need so, to warn Tasty now that do, her mum's in danger. This is, actually, so. this is a trap. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, Mike. Mike, what's on your painting table right now? It's all rising. I've got an entire. Um, I'm doing basically after reading Red Storm Rising. Um, I, I've, I've rather foolishly backed myself into a corner uh, of getting a whole bunch of stuff for doing the defensive all field, which is where the uh, where the Russians attack in uh, Germany. Um, and there's like some okay. amazing sequences with it. I'm writing articles for it as well. And it's where a guy called Terry McCall leads a bunch of M1s. With a bunch of Jaegers, um, to German reservists, Panzerleer, um, mm-hmm. who are there, and it's like quite a specific bunch of stuff that's in there in the order, order of battle, which kind of cropped up. So I'm going to do that. I've already got the, the Ivan stuff to go against it, and that's all painted because I've taken okay. Nathan's um, red stuff. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, it's I'm doing Devil's Cross, doing A10 tank busters and things like do that. Do we think um, is Red Storm Rising a good first Clancy book to read? Absolutely, it's standalone. Uh, yeah, absolutely, it's standalone. You don't need to read anything else. Like honestly, um, his his output gets very Garth Marenghi's Dark Place uh, in that he basically has no editor by like the year two thousand one, and he's like, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. You know, like I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a bang out four eight hundred page books. Watch me, I'm doing it. He basically you... invented Chat GPT before anything else. Um, so, I not realizing after a while that Tom Clancy has two things. He has this really weird thing about corn fed beef, and it's real pregnancy, big thing about pre- pregnancy beef. fetish. <laughs> Definitely, I'm Catholic. Yeah, really cool, man. Um, but yeah, Redstone Rising. Coming up, me. It's, me. it's amazing. It's, it's 33 hours on Audible or whatever, and it's just it's top draw. Uh, I've it's just I've just like ordered a whole... second hand copy of the book for three pounds thirty, delivered to my house. Um, do you think it's better than? Do you think it's better than Jurassic Park? Well, that's Michael Crichton. So yeah. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought Jurassic Park was uh, the, the ancient... Wesley versus Jurassic Park. Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic Park was ancient historical tournament, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm doing. I've just finished off a bunch of. I've just finished off Terry McCall's um, platoon because I um, haven't read the book. It was chatting with Lee about like, oh, what what's kind of painting with? And Lee's like, Mike, don't you know guys who are actually out there in the eighties? I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I know like guys who are um, who are in the tank corps. I met one Jeff Schnackenberg, who's a retired lieutenant colonel. You know, he's both tanks and then transferred them to A10s. Um, so he was a A10 coordinator, and then I met my guy Gormley, who was an infantry officer in eighty seven. So he was out there, uh, and another mate of mine who was involved in frigate actions hunting subs from 1987. And he was on a Knox-class frigate and also a Perry-class as well, which is, they all feature in Red Storm Rising. So I've just been picking their brains about insane nice. stuff like nuclear depth charges. Mm. Yep. <laughs> if you remove the ocean, what? the enemy is unable to hide. <laughs> if there is no ocean. <laughs> So, yeah, but basically, that's, that's what I'm doing. It's my big Red Storm Rising project at the moment. So, can, if you keep your eyes on Breakthrough Assault. Um, there should be articles and stuff coming up. Can you imagine being a, like just a passing tuna fish or something when that went off? You know, just swimming around doing your little thing. We wouldn't know much about it, mate. <laughs> well, no, you, you could be. You could just be like thrown 400 feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> What's going grow, on? Oh. You grow an extra eye. Yeah. Exactly. Next <laughs> right, oh, question. Yeah. Me to oh, go on. Uh, I do have a question, but I'll let somebody else go uh, next. If, if, if somebody else hasn't got one, I'm waiting for Darren to hit us one. He's been, I was he's been say, very quiet, he's been very coy. Lurking. It's hard to ask questions mm. and write down stats at the same time, I imagine. Takes his position very seriously. Yeah, that case, the floor is yours, Mike. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to throw a rules query at you. Having read ridiculous things like that, within the book, there are stealth fighters. Uh, it's always Ooh. a stealth fighter bomber called a frisbee, which is a really weird thing that Tom Clancy kind of theorized about stealth fighters called the F-119. It's really cool, but it's stealth. If you're doing Team Yankee, stealth stuff exists. How do you play stealth in a house rule? With things like fighter bombers, like it's pre F one seventeen, isn't it? So it's, it'd be like it would be the frisbee, I guess, which is the, yeah. the kind of the weirdo F one nineteen thing. Because if you're playing Team Yankee, it's counterfactual. You might as well do what you want. So how, how do you play stealth? So I, where where I do it is you basically negates the radar rule. So all the gun, all the gun based AAs range is vastly shorter. Yep. Because in reality, stealth doesn't make you invisible. It just cuts down the effective detection range yep. of most things. Which and you fly through the. If imagine overlapping circles, it makes a circle smaller and you fly in a gap in circles. Mm-hmm. And then for guided AA, it works like differently. Anything the guided AA rule, I'd say is an extra plus one to hit, basically. That seems easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd do it differently. I don't know about you, Eddie. Well, I would uh, just paint my normal A10s black and then claim the stealth rule. Oh my god, you're if the you worst. If you paint an A10 black, you make it a Cobra Rattler, and then you have to go Cobra la 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 every time you use it, and then have to reroll all successful hits. Not not, yes. not just the first ones, all successful hits. You have to just keep rerolling <laughs> until you've missed with every single one. But that time, I've got to get my RD, my, my little RDF tanks, because they're obviously G.I. Joe Mauler tanks. Yes. So it's... <laughs> see, see I, I do it slightly differently. I do it so that... Uh... 
you know, like they have the area effect almost around them. I would do it so that no one knows what they look like. So you have to take a morale check to bail out as people just go, oh my God, it's a flying saucer. <laughs> that's it has no, no actual effect other than uh, instant morale check for everything under a salvo template is it exactly yes. uh, oh my god what was that yeah. let's get your little frisbee out you know just go wee we've <laughs> got the little way um, yeah Jetty Parker yeah. weird war three flying sort of thing yeah it's... oh don't, don't say it's got rules and come clash of steel you know oh like... absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh I know what we can do as well. I've got a package from North America that's arrived that said, don't open till the 100th show. This is the 100th is show, right? Is it suspicious white powder or anything? Well, it's from Daryl Noonan. Is, is this He's not here. Looks, is, is be a loud, a, a big white flash or a camera and then dunk yeah. it offline. Yeah. <laughs> Wait like a minute. It's... it's a head. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's What's in the box? Oh, no. What's yeah. in the box? Hold on. It's only that big. So look, it's... it's only widgy. It says, do not open. Baby head? Mm. Baby, baby head. It's some 81 mil waters for Finley. Hold on, no, that's not right. I think I think it might just be packaging. Being that's used. packaging, yeah. Hold that's on. packaging. Ooh. Ooh. Open it. What's Hold inside? On. So it looks like a Finnish 81 mil water blister, but it's not. Man opens thing on the internet. This is even better. Things I know what's inside. Do you? (laughs) Oh. Ah. Well, for starters, there's something that's never getting used. (laughs) (laughs) A lucky card. card. You said even lucky card. From bold German. It's like, oh my God. That's the one I shredded. That's the one I shredded. Best episode ever. Oh, hold on. (laughs) There's something else. There's something else. Daryl Noonan never misses with artillery. <gasps> it's a Kleinpanzer Schwimmwagen. <laughs> with rules and everything. It's got a unit card. Yeah. And a, and a Kleinpanzer Schwimmwagen. Hold on. Is that the right. one with... It's a Kleinpanzer. It's the one with the... Multiple Panzer Shrek. Look at that. And the model. Yeah, and it's painted. It's and like it's the Spandrel's painted. older brother. <laughs> And it's got rules for it. Oh, you absolute son of a... Oh, my God. Guess how much one one Klein Panzer Shrimp Bargain is. Is it three points? No, it's not three points. Six <laughs> points. Six <laughs> points. <laughs> how can that be six points? It's got no armor. <laughs> it's a Shrimp Bargain plus a Klein Panzer, obviously. Come on, go with the program. So you can, have a, you can have a platoon of three of them for 18 points. <laughs> oh, my God, that's happening. So hold on, it's it's got the following rules. You ready? So the weapon team can only hit uh, targets fully in the front of the team. So it's forward firing. firing. Amphibious, obviously crucial. Yep. (laughs) Lucky once per game, the unit can re-roll one die. The second die roll must be used. So it's got built-in lucky, (laughs) which is even worse. And then hatred. These vehicles fill the drivers with an intense rage and hatred for both the vehicle and themselves and the enemy. This also this makes the vehicle have a minus one to hit, but also gives the unit a minus one to be hit during the enemy's next shooting phase. <laughs> this ability can only be used every other turn. Oh my god. <laughs> it's an official it's trained. It's, it's, it's trained and aggressive. What's the, what's the cross value? Six. <laughs> <laughs> It's, <laughs> this isn't fun. It's only got a tactical of six. 
Yeah, but all, I, all I'm saying is if you had three platoons of those, you could really mess up a D-Day mission. Oh, my God. As you, as you go off Panzer Shrekking the... Uh, on the war, Panzer Shrekking the lands. <laughs> Cross the T! Oh, Cross my God. Cross the T! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's got amphibious, which means it treats impassable water as difficult terrain. Yep, but across. Which has still got, got you need a cross. <laughs> so it's not... Sunny four. Oh my god! Thank you, Daryl. Oh, Daryl, yeah. epic troll. I, I, I love, I love it when our patrons send us. Mystery oh my parcels. god! <laughs> well, no, let me let me say, I love it when the, our patrons send mystery parcels to our two rows to you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, oh I expect God. to have to play Absolutely. against that when I come and see trained, <laughs> aggressive, confident. It's not even good. Uh, yeah, so he can't shoot and scoot very easily. Actually, he hasn't got Stormtrooper. Oh, God. Right, okay. It's going better. <laughs> For six points, it's a bargain. I'll have, I'll have, I'll have a company, please. Yeah, have a company, please. Can I have that? Oh, Brumbar update, actually. So, uh, I've repaired the four additional ones that I bought from Panzalier. So, they got they took a bit of a beating on the way home because apparently shirts still don't stick very well. Um, apparently. Apparently. That's not a design flaw with the model, though, surely. Oh, no, it's not a design flaw with the model. It's, it's clearly, you know, a, a, a completely reasonable thing to have four tiny connection pieces and then three-piece uh, side skirts i mean why not um but yeah I've, I've, i think i'm gonna i found the final four that'll make three platoons of four and then i might be bidding on ebay on the final three so that would be the full company of brumba excellent full company i don't know what they would do but they would scare like just an infantry company to pieces <laughs> I mean, I, yeah my my British kangaroos wouldn't know what to do about that thing. <laughs> but they're only 87. Your kangaroos are impervious. Yeah, fishing for ones, yeah. If you send me a gun, that's like yep. I don't care. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> okay then, Roy. Going to pick on you now. What What's on your painting table, buddy? In this Christmas period. Uh, combination of... Leagues of Votan. Oh, that's Eddie's. That's Eddie's wheelhouse. A engorged. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, some kings of all halflings, Ooh, and even shorter. <laughs> He's working down in scale. <laughs> <laughs> and British Crusaders. Low slung tanks. There you are. There you go. <laughs> when, you, when you say Crusader, do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Is it King jo- uh, King <laughs> King Richard? King Richard going for yeah. Sean Connery. Um, oh, oh, I'm giving away this bride. Uh, I give away this bride. Only only those of a certain age will appreciate the terror released upon the UK chart scene upon the recent. <laughs> And this week is still Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't Wet 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 about the same time as well? Same, same. Well, it's all that sort of early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's my god. The same length of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my hair's just grown curtains by itself. Just. Yeah. <laughs> 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 center parting. Center parting curtains. <laughs> you need an undercut as well. Yeah, secure yeah. receding hairlines. That one. What an undercut. 
No, listen to uh, Brian Adams on repeat. Oh, okay. <laughs> bow, 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 wow. <laughs> nice. No, good. So, good, good mix yeah, of what's, uh, systems there. Keep, what's uh, going up first, though, Roy? Yeah, what's first? What's, 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 what's first? What's the priority? League's vote anchors are almost done. It's the, what colour? Uh, orange and blue. Yes. Nice. You can have orange. Nice. Now we're talking. Yep. Uh, McLaren colours. I, th- I, th- I, I think you should segue to your... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Roy. Ooh, there you go. Let's nice. see. Oh. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like it. Yeah. Stand up. Sorry. <laughs> How far away? <laughs> this vote, League of Votan is very small. This one, <laughs> this one is, is far, far away. away. <laughs> yeah. I think they don't look that short. They are, they're, they're not squat squats, put that way. No. Who they're likes like the old squat squats? squats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're not they're not the old ones. They've got a trike now, haven't they? Because that's oh. the most exciting thing about squats. Other trikes, it's awesome. Yeah. Wom, yep. wom, wom, as as evidenced by this here. Hmm. But has he got wheels? No, he's got little anti grav pads. Oh. Flying. Oh dear. I only have one because I'm using it for Necromunda. Because that way you can just buy one and not have to spend 150 pounds on an army. Then he spends 120 pounds <laughs> on a bloody stupid squat vehicle that fits four figures on top of it. But is it? But it's resident as well. So they got all that fun trying to stick together a forge rod model. To um... be fair, to be fair, two very important things. First of all, the packaging is massively improved. In the, it was a gigantic box, so it's big enough box. It's not all wedged into a tiny little thing. Um, they have little plastic inserts for all the delicate bits, so they're all done. Oh, it cool. has full instructions, which are detailed as a GW kit is. Um, and the only point um, that is slightly negative, <laughs> well, other than the cost, of course, um, is. Am I thinking about that? No, no, the molding. The molding is really good. It's really crisp. It's it's done. Perfect. So it's, obviously it's brand new. It was had to see in, in you know in two years' time when the mold's been through a couple of usages if it stays the same. But the molding is really good. Um, but obviously you still have to all the resin downsides of sawing the fill um, sprue bits off and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be good fun. But um, yeah, I was I was I was very impressed over my previous Forge World boxes uh, purchases, which was like, oh, you buy this aeroplane and it's in a bag. Good luck. Just a bag of parts of everything all just mushed in. I just have to carve your own parts out of some of this flash. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. By the way, that isn't a wing. That's just the cockpit. Good luck. I remember Nathan building one of the original Bane Blades. Uh, like, oh, of sort of the first run four draw Bane Blades. It was a experience. Yeah. Buy shares in Dremel. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Anyone else got a question for this extended edition of uh, an Officer Answers? I think you should ask Mr. Turner what he's doing because he, he looks like Taylor, at the moment... Taylor is waving, yes. Oh, Mr. Taylor's waving as well. I was going to say, because Mr. Mr. Turner looks like he's at the uh, Overlook Hotel at the moment. Hey, gentlemen. I've got like uh, five questions. I had to write them down because I've been, I've been oh drinking. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've been Amazing. drinking. So, uh, <laughs> first thing I want to say, though... In total seriousness, congratulations to you, gentlemen, um, all three of you, um, for 100 shows. It really is uh, quite impressive, and I've enjoyed uh, uh, many hours, not nearly as many as Darren, but I have. 
the second thing I'd like to say is thanks um, most recently to, to Eddie for the great job running Warfare, stepping in. Uh, you really made my weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, to Duncan for being a phenomenally enjoyable opponent. That was my favorite game. It was my uh, favorite game too, Quentin. Oh, thanks, man. And, uh, and, and to Lee, to Lee, like, seriously, you guys are cool, but uh, Lee, thank you so much for lending an army built to order. So, like, absolutely amazing, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's no problem. At least I could do for something off to Dubai, so I'm missing out, missing out meeting you. So, so. I, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear you did enjoy the game, because I did walk by at one past, sorry, one, walked past at one point, and uh, both of you had, fate, like, serious... Like fun sapping <laughs> faces on, yeah, and I'm like, oh, serious. And I'm got like, serious. Are you guys? Are you guys all right? And you're both. You're so into the game. You both went, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm like I think they're having type two fun, which is okay because they enjoy it later. But at the moment, they definitely do not appear to be. In, in, in <laughs> well, I've listened to a hundred episodes of Duncan saying he's not very good at this game, and uh, Duncan is very good at this game. Uh, he just pretends he's not. In the oh. past year, that man has upped his game, and he hasn't told anyone. And I think that is a disservice to us because well, the amount of times I've gone there, but oh, this is fine. I was just taking a fun army of Hellcats, and oh wait, SS Tigers are now on fire. And why are they getting into that building? And oh, now he's contesting. And oh, it's okay. He hasn't seen the fact that he's bailed that guy out. And he just needs to assault one stand over there. And oh no, but he's assaulted from that other stand that I didn't even see had moved up into that building the previous time. And now I've lost the game. I think. Um, I think it's like I was third at me, nationals. Uh... And Duncan has just whooped my ass, smiling, think, he's laughing he's, the entire time. No, I think he's doing me a, a a solid there because it came down to a warfare whether I could roll a six on a, a d six. It's game of skill, boys. Game of skill. No, 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 no. Like in all seriousness, I was like, ah, we. He'll forget about the ambush. The ambushes were all denied. Like he was thinking, I was anyway. I was scouty. Yeah, you were very scouty. I think that's, uh, that's Duncan, Duncan's major asset is there's a lot going on behind the scenes. He just doesn't look like he's thinking at all. That is a great asset, actually. That is, I'm not agreeing, but if that were an asset of yours, Duncan, it would be a good one. I was going to say, it's like the um, the little monkey, you know, the banging the cymbals together. That's being run by ChatGPT. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So speaking of warfare, though, uh, I hear... Uh, Eddie, you're running the next warfare. Um, is it acceptable to the TO of the warfare 2024 um, for Duncan's list to have his new unit in it? Ooh. Um, well, unfortunately, for 2024 for warfare, it's going to be exclusively Yag Tigers. Oh. Um, so, I mean, okay. I guess I could make an exception. Can I? Can I bring my broom bars? Because they're like a Yag Tigers like bastard child. Well, no, no the only is Yag Tigers with the alternative list swap for Le Flandersham. Um <laughs> That's the same army. It's not even changing nationalities. <laughs> what kind of fever dream is this? Um, I, I do. I. I I, I, I think I, I will. I will allow it. Only I will put the proviso that the unit must be deployed in a water feature and cannot move out of a water feature. Duration <sighs> of the so game. Just swimming around. That's fine. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. Every every ball. 
It won't be able to move out of a water feature. Oh, I do. It just don't worry. Up to cross I use my lucky card there, and don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> lucky on a terrain <laughs> reroll on a six. Yeah. <laughs> don't threaten me. I'll do it. <laughs> cross here. That brings to five. Then lucky Ooh, makes it practically okay. a four plus. So, so. Yeah, you've changed, you Lee. You've become all gamey. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I changed. I've just gone back to my old 40k habits. That's a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> Next, you'll be saying if you should, you know, attempt a stormtrooper. Oh, he can't. He hasn't got a stormtrooper. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. Stupid the, uh, card. Stupid card. <laughs> Come on over here. I do have a few more questions if you guys have time. Sure. Go for it. The one Are you three coming to uh, the Romanian nationals? <laughs> I am not. Just, is that just you? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, so far, okay. so far. Yeah, yeah. But if you sign up, then it'd be four. <laughs> <laughs> I see how this recruitment drive is going. Yeah. Is, that, is that the one we shared the dates of earlier? Uh, uh, well, you tell me when you're available and I'll set a date. Um, <laughs> was that... oh, okay. It's a very flexible system. Yeah. Oh, there was no, no... The, the, date, the dates you saw earlier on the breakthrough, that was the Scottish Nationals, which I got very no. confused about because I thought the Scottish nationalism, I thought, well, I've never been into it. So, a couple of uh, more serious questions, if you got time. Um, one, I'm building a Canadian army based off of uh, three Canadian division. Uh, I've got the, the flag here. I've, I've known some people, Darren's introduced me to, that worked in three Canadian division. Um, and with some some help from Darren, uh, the archivist here, the, there, there's some intention to get to as historically accurate as I can get and maybe even include the names of some of the officers, the OCs, the lieutenants and such. And my question to the three of you is, is it creepy or is it okay to put people's names, not famous people, onto the table and watch them not survive or not survive? So I I gave this earlier because when they did ask it, I I pointed out to him, my... Army, my British Army for Team Yankee is based around Bree Squadron, 3RTR, my dad's regiment. And each of the tanks is numbered, so I know exactly which tank is my dad's tank. And every game of Team Yankee I play with that tank on the board, it's died. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first of all, if you're using Canadians, if it is at Warfare, which is a, a, a you know a, a shoot and scoot tournament, they have to be 28 mil <laughs> because we're big in Canada. You are. <laughs> oh my god! Is well, it? Is it good? But I've seen the numbers. It seems you're really just big and Darren. That's a whole different live stream chat. So yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sign into our OnlyFans to experience. <laughs> Mike's just Mike's just posted what I was going to say. Me, my, me, and Mike have a mutual friend called Simon, who got really into. LRGG in the Burning Empires version three days mm. of um, Flames of War. To the point, him and Mike work at the same place. He was boring Mike each day with the like you know, the unit history, and he had oh, each I know not so much about this. Yeah, <laughs> each, not even the commander. He knew every single person on his army what their names were. Pretty much, it was crazy. What Simon really got into that for us? Because, and he because he, all the photographs, because all the photographs could be cross referenced with their yeah. with their names. He mm-hmm. had all the uh, Chevy trucks with the proper um, uh, numbers and, and identification wow. numbers on them. So therefore, this guy was this guy, that guy was that guy, and that guy was this guy. And it was uh, 
Yeah, I, I I got to know a lot about it because Coffee Time and with Simon was uh, it was great, but yeah, it was it was deep deep stuff. Coffee, Coffee Time with Simon sounds like an amazing offshoot podcast that we should. Uh... Coffee Time with Simon. Did, did they have the nicknames? Where we were working it was not an amazing place. I'll, uh, that's, not <laughs> that's, a, that's a slightly more not PG rated podcast. <laughs> so was it the nicknames or was it actual names? Was it like you know this is Chopsy, this is. That was their actual, it was their actual names. Actual names, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it kind of comes back to the whole uniqueness of historical wargaming, mm. in a way, in that, you know, we are essentially making a game of something that happened to people that was crap, to put the, you know, clean rating version on it. Um, and, and and what are your motivations to doing that, and, and why, and, and that kind of thing. So, Having having the cognitive dissidence of oh that's a big word. I've done a human factors course last week. I'm oh, thinking. okay, fair enough. Yeah, my favourite one, my favourite one, which I giggled to myself as I came up, was uh, Eto, which is efficiency, thoroughness, trade off, and all I could think about was the amount of times that I sat the night before a tournament, going, "Yep, I definitely, definitely went for the efficiency rather than the thoroughness." In the trade of painting that army. <laughs> tough song, tough song, tough song. Yep, yep. I just, there's efficiency. There's no thoroughness here. I've forgotten to paint that guy's face. That's fine. Let's <laughs> just, just crack on. Wait, German grey is not the same as field grey. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, don't. Oh. I nearly regifted that uh, that platoon to my uh, nephew for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I can't face repainting it. Um, is it is it any worse having named people than having eleven year olds with Panzer House? <laughs> no, it's like a serious question. Like, uh, as in, you know, that's that's a thing. That's a thing that's just in the game. I mean, that, and and yeah, and it you comes down to all sorts of zombies. Yeah, it, yeah. it <laughs> comes down to the sensibilities behind it, and and you know, I think, it, are you? Are you using it as a form of, you know, remembrance of this 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 thing that people did and keep all relevance? Well, not so much relevance, but more relevance. It makes it relevant to what's going on, um, and at the same time, it's it's you know, it's no different to other other pastimes that people do, which are just equally as weird if you look at them through an objective lens. Um, you know, I for one, I enjoy playing the SS simply because when I lose, I can claim a moral victory. <laughs> Are we the baddies? I never, I, never, I, never, I never think. Yeah, I never forget that when the, when uh, I, I think it was um, Nathan rolled up with his wasps and flamed an absolute an entire platoon of SS off the board in a single round of shooting. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's really unlucky. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my poor SS. What a shame. Oh, I'm really heartbroken they've met a fiery end. Um, he did then go on to blow up my Panthers, which I wasn't that happy about. Oh, fine. God. There you go. <coughs> go no, I think it's, a good, it's a good point about the fact that we are playing um, with you know toy soldiers for people who do things in real life. Um, but I think it, it it is, you know, it, it, it's a very personal approach and how you do it. And as long as you're not being disrespectful in in the way that it goes, it's it's just a. Is it is it a rule one thing? 
As in, so, don't be a dick. As in, yeah, exactly. And rule two being, see rule one. Yeah. Yeah. And rule three being, if you have to ask, you're probably breaking rule one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're doing you're doing this, you know, from a good position. Yeah. You're trying, you know, you are as you know, as a Canadian doing a Canadian division that serves a new. It's, you're doing it with all the best intentions. To me, that's not creepy. That is like you say, as it gets back to like you know, a certain amount of reverence being shown for the actual unit. It's good. All right. Um, it's, no, it's no difference to running Whitman, is it? Really? <laughs> that, that's a that's a leap. <laughs> what I what I don't like is when people run Whitman and then use them in like a you know a tactically sound way and hide behind things. So mm-hmm. if you're going to run Whitman, you have to just drive into the midst of the yeah. biggest pile of things you can see. Canadians and the SS name a more iconic jewel. <laughs> Battlefront of my wallet. <laughs> Pete new boat. <laughs> Pete's new <laughs> <laughs> my crippling debt. <laughs> Pete, why is this called the Saucy Sioux Five? Well, well, <laughs> Eddie got a pay rise this year. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to seeing it. Do you get time for more? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, well, I was got a question just before I went. No, just a. That's it. Right, go for it, Meg. this. It's all yours. Oh, I think you're muted, mate. You're on mute. Next slide. It's a white waistline. The um, the re-release of the 21st Panzers kind of got me a little excited. I thought Duncan would be excited, but uh, nothing excites Duncan anymore. No, no, so, just, just a hollow shell of a man. So, so, so I'm thinking about this. Like, Is it a good army to build, or is it as bad as Duncan says it is? And um, asking for the opinions and would love to hear Martin as well, if you're willing to share. Go on, Mr. Turner. 21st Panzer, front number two. You've had it. <laughs> yeah. Building it, building it. Building, well, build it, you know, I was going to say, build it, building those models was just a, is, is a grim, grim event. But it's, it's different. Looks different. So, yeah, you know, it, it depends on what you like, really. Okay, the question you is... Make, you, can, you can make it work. Can you make it competitive? Okay. No, no, I, you can make anything competitive, as Eddie would tell I you. Need to, I need to step in here and say that you're speaking to the guy who, who won the UK Nationals with freaking cavalry. So Hungarian cavalry. Asking him is it competitive may not... Your, your yeah, results is, may vary. We're a Finnish army that wasn't just T26s and a King Tiger. You know, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Martin is very much definition of it's the player, not the not, list, not, not the list. It doesn't matter what you play with. Yeah, if you if you got br- if you apply, hold on, I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. <laughs> you know, you know more if you apply a bit of, a bit of thought to what you're doing and focus on what you need to achieve in the game, it doesn't really matter a, which army you play with. What? So what, what I'm hearing, Martin, is you're going to win the GT with Shrimbargans. I, I have got a large number of Shrimbargans in oh the cupboard God. of opportunity. I have recently acquired. You, you can't do Shrimbargans, man. Um, it's just uh, so That's a challenge. <laughs> you might as well just not play with like six, po- six points less than everyone else. <laughs> you are done with it. 
Yeah, well, that's been that. Yeah, well, I, I leave that to uh, to you and Lee to forget to put points. Oh, yeah, to, to put some four units. Yeah, you locked yourself up for that one. I mean, yeah, be fair. I left, I left, I left nine points off the table. I've got the average. Those are rookie numbers. You've got to pump those numbers up. I was going to say, what were the issue? One? How many points were the issue? One hundred. Twenty-eight or something. They were twenty-five. Twenty-five. In a hundred-point list. I did wonder why it was a bit of an uphill struggle. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like anything. You can, you can, you can win games, and nine times out of ten, it just depends on what you're playing. It, you know, I would caution they, they against edge, the, they, the boys that give me a chip about. I do seem to do quite well at the moment, but there again, I spent probably more years than anybody else playing. Um, but yet. When I look through my cupboard of uh, pots and trophies and awards and things, you know, there are whole big long periods where I never won a game. You know, uh, went to went to tournaments, just got bad. But it's all just an accumulation. And you have periods where, you know, I always think when you're playing, if your luck's going well, ride it. You know, yeah. you've just got to be smart enough to take, if it's going your way, just keep your foot on the gas. Don't push it. Yeah, push yeah. it, yeah. Just push it. Just push, push, push it when it you can, but but yeah. don't rely on it working. Nah. Yeah. So salt and pepper that. It it is, yeah. It, very yeah. much season the taste. Ah, yep. oh, no, yeah, I, I totally agree, and I, I also think it's been quite interesting coming over the fence, as it were, and going into the the world of being more competitive with the. Oh, <coughs> if you're going to start, <coughs> you're going to talk about echo, the ECC again. The oh. Echo Tango Charlie. <laughs> You know, and and is there a B side? Can we, <laughs> can we tell us how? It's a critical single. Um, and, and to be fair, that's, that's time for me to thank uh, Lee and, and Duncan for being my balancing force throughout my journey, which could quite have easily, given my personality, consumed me in all of the, the worst ways. Um, I'm always just balancing your eternal optimism with our yeah. just since our jaded citizens. But there's that too. I mean, that is, that is you know a, a valid a valid uh, trifecta of uh, relationships. Um, but I think there is there is definitely a point in Flames of War, particularly where you kind of and I I, I, I quit it to the Matrix, where it's like you stop seeing the zeros and ones, and all you see is blonde redhead brunette. You kind of you can kind of see the game in a different way. Because you're not fu- hyper focused on the fundamentals, because you've got the fundamentals under your belt, if that makes sense, and you, you know, you, you you and that really is the difference between top tier players and the ones who are, you know, top third. That that top that top five percent will be able to just think of, oh, okay, I need to assault here, and get all the fundamentals in place. And be able to check themselves if they haven't managed to do that. You know they'll be able to get the smoke, get the pin, get the models aligned in the right place, and then synergize it with something else on the other side so that they've got a plan B if it doesn't go right, and get that last, you know, ten yards across the line to, to take an American football term. Um, because the games previously, in my experience, I got all the way up there and I could get to within sight of the finishing line. But that's when it would fall apart. That's when, oh, I take too many casualties in that platoon and that company's broken. Or, oh, I didn't unpin over there. And I, that's, I really needed that particular bit. I didn't have a plan B. It was all Hail Mary plays, which leads to really fun games, but not the wins and the points that you need to get the trophies. 
so it depends where you go into it and and some you know as well it's your opponent you know you can do entire tournaments where you come up against people when you you end up just either playing to their level or, or being put off by them QT, what you got? I, I just want to make sure I'm I, I'm interpreting you correctly. So, if I'm a top five percent player, twenty first Panzer is not horrible. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's fine. If, if you're, it's just it's expensive. expensive. Just just checking. Well, yeah, financially. Yeah, I, I don't think well, no, it's expensive think... points wise. Because uh, the two fifty thirteen points a unit. Yeah, but the two fifty half tracks the same cost, but they're better. Because yeah. the French one's got a worse cross and they're slower. Because that was the funny thing I had against Lee was I was trying to rush into an objective. He had some paras in the open and I couldn't get there fast I, enough. I was that racing. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's, had, it's he had paras in the open, so why were you racing anywhere? It's historically... Yeah. Him and shot him. It was night. It was night to be fair. <laughs> oh, I'd have still tried to shoot you. <laughs> he did. He missed. <laughs> it, it's historically suboptimal is what I'd say. In that you're trading off the history for... Effectiveness, you know, effectiveness yeah. on the table. Okay, that's yeah. fair. The, um, the it depends on how you want to play as well. You know what you're playing, because you know the, Duncan the, and I play a fair bit, and and we tend to like to play something that looks historic. Yeah, that vaguely you know, might have existed. Might 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 vaguely have been realistic. You know, whereas sometimes with tournament play, you see a lot of things that are. Skewed in some way. What do you mean by M10s and crocodile list is? Well, yeah. <laughs> what was your Dutch partisans or whatever and, it is? And AVREs and the, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. the FFP and the FTP together. We, we might the mention the forty points of uh, Bolstrom. <laughs> uh, that beloved leader has oh, got off list. Yes, <laughs> sorting, <laughs> sorting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, and things like that. So, it, but it, it, it does. It just comes down to what you want to play. No. I, I play with what I want to play with. I don't really, I don't really follow the meta. I don't chase a meta. I just play, and to me, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. If I play and I'm enjoying it, I'll play well. If I'm playing and I'm not enjoying it, I'll play badly. Um, it, it's, there's no difference. So, I, I would say play with things you enjoy is much more important than, than playing with things you think are going to be good. That's why I did comments. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh counterbalance that thought yeah. process because I think you've assumed I have a thought process. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I, I know how good you are, Martin. And that's the problem. You, you, you downplay how great a player you are, who's able to do these particular things. Cool. You win more often than I do. That see, that's the thing because I've balanced off the play with what you want to play with. And you'll notice I've stopped taking the Egg Tiger lists. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> because it's been a conscious effort. And it is a, it is always a conscious effort to kind of go, I really want to have that particular unit in my army, but I know it doesn't really work. And then I end up writing a list. And then by the time I get to the end of it, having gone through a, you know, with a competitive mindset for a tournament, um, because I've, I've been stuck in this eternal second and third place loop for the last two years. Um, and I want to get the big the big W. Um, it's been really hard to kind of push that last little bit of just going, you know what, you know, mur- mur- murder your children, 
Is it murder your children? What's the writer's thing? Murder your darlings. Murder your darlings. Murder your children. Murder your children. Is that something that's... That's actually an Italian horror movie. Well, <laughs> there's an ex- obscure comment there. It's a really good film, by the way. Just to drop that in. Yeah, banned by, banned by a British classification board for about 20 years. It was a... <laughs> Um, oh yeah, my so God. There, there is. I personally, I'd say I'd love a twenty-first Panzer list. I think it's a fantastic historical list for a particular time for his, that, that historical games because we do play a historical game, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but taking it to a tournament, I would not expect amazing results. Uphill battle. However, mm. however, that said, uh, Warfare twenty twenty four. We'll be awarding one point extra point if you bring a list from the D-Day books, uh, and Twenty First Panzer will definitely fit that bill. It's not in the twenty. It's not in the D-Day books. No, I know, but it's twenty twenty D-Day not... themed as well. So if you take, if you were to take the um, what was the other? What's the D-Day? The Jagdpanzer list. That, that list. Do I get a point? If that's, I bring... some bag, that's some digression, but yes. um, yeah. But, no, bulge. It's from bulge. Bulge, exactly. We, we so, were but, saying, but it should be allowed you, for. Yeah, yeah it will be allowed as long as you don't take any bulge units, like bulge era units. Yeah. as a conversation to be had. It's not just a hard book limit; it's a historical limit. So, if you write to me and say, "I really want one run Jagdpanthers," and then you've got the support units, which are historically accurate, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do that. You'll still get the extra bonus point for making it a D-Day tournament. So I can bring my H thirty nines. Yes. What ones are they? The... That's, where, that's where Duncan was using his Romanians Romanian to proxy for the Butte Panzer training training platoon. The 100th Panzer Abtar. That, uh, that 482nd sure. uh, Airborne in the Sherbrooke yes. area. That's, 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 that's that the army that can't actually move move fast enough to actually get from the reserves point to the objective. <laughs> that is, that's, that, that's, the, that's the army where the, um, the, para, the, the German paratroopers uh, outran them down the road. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, got run over by my Panzer threes. I seem to recall. Oh, they're just, <laughs> yeah, they're eighty four in late war. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's, it was cracking. They're machine gun carriers. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah I've hit your half. I've hit your half track in the side. Oh, you've saved. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh. Well. Thank you very much, Mister Taylor. Harry. What's on your painting table? Uh, Werble winds and uh, Yag Tigers, just Werble, for the fun. Werble winds. Fwee Wadwick with his Werble winds. That sounds like an Eddie table. Uh, it's, it's a, a fun table thing. right now. It's a, fun, it's, it's a great table. It's a 12.8 centimetre table. That's what that is. <laughs> oh. so, ha- Harry, Harry, Werble winds or Ostwinds or Mobile what? Wagons? Well, I'm in the process of magnets everywhere, I've, so I have all the options at the moment. Yeah, but nice. what does your gut tell you? Because I know, I know what Lee's gut tells him, and I know what Eddie's gut tells him. One barrel. Well, <laughs> I always one thought bar- one barrel was better, but uh, yeah, I've only ever seen Werble wins on the table, and I still enjoy them, so probably Werbles are going to end up on the table. Oh. I've got the, um, oh, the, the flak bus, the ones with the 3.7s from eBay, the, um, the trucks. So yep. that would be the mixture. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So uh... <laughs> one barrel. See, so, uh, oh, the great thing know. about magnetizing that is if you ever want to play a 1945 game, you can just put magnets on a big uh, you know, like mouse hole, put all the turrets in the box and shake it. 
<laughs> and then you'll have a 1945 paper panzer. Like, oh, oh, yes. This makes total sense. Let's have 15 verbal wind turrets uh, and an uh, Oswald on the front. And uh, this drain pipe to represent the uh, Graf Spree naval turret that we've just you put could, there as well. You could put them... Um... They could put them on buildings, though, couldn't you, if you're magnetising them? And do, like, flak nests. Hmm. That'd work. They didn't have oh, those are great flags. bottles. I'm sad I don't have any of those. Yeah. Oh, the ones in the buildings? Yeah, the they, had, they came out with their um, Stalin's Europe. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. I've seen somebody post them. Maybe you're earning that. Maybe the Polish books. Somebody put them on the Facebook group. Painted mm, up. Flak nests. Like, yeah, Panzer Sh- that was Panzer Shaw the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they look good, didn't they? Yeah, I need to get into the... I need to get some of the uh, street barricades as well. They were cool. With the, with the, tr- stock, the trams. Yeah. Are they? They re-released. Yeah, they reprinted them. So I need to, but direct only. <sighs> so they're going to be really expensive, but they're going to be really cool. Or well, I they're going to be one of those things. Yeah. Pleading email to Frontline Terrain. Can you please print me everything? <laughs> so... Weather wind or offspring, did he? Uh, personally, it depends what you're trying to defend against. If you want aircraft, it's offswinds because of the extra firepower. Um, if it's against infantry, it's verbal winds all the way. Yeah, those offswinds can also deal with like Stuarts and that and half tracks and other <coughs> things. They're quite fun with that. Oh, it's Tank seven, which front are you playing on? Because Ost is the east front only. <laughs> Mr. Everest. Where's, where's the Werbel? Where's the Werbel? The, yeah. the Werbel has been replaced by an Ost. It's been Ost. Oh. It's had an Ostead inspection. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've only two rubs in as well. That's the great thing. Mr. Everest. Hashtag the bar. So my question is, uh, this was on Discord. Um, so a lot of us play um, aircraft as the you're paying for the effect. So with that in mind, what kind of cool aircraft do you guys like to use in Flames of War, Team Yankee, FOAN, NAM, uh, instead of the usual one that you can get hold of? So for example, I run A6 Intruders as... Um, Harrier jump jets, but you guys, does anybody else like use cool aircraft instead of their uh, instead of their, their boring <laughs> raw counterparts? I have a, a little story to do with this. Um, in that, when Team Yankee first released, I thought exactly that. Um, so I have um, Academy 144 scale plastic model kits of F14A Tomcats, uh, Jaguars, um, Hunters. <laughs> Jaguars. 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 Yes. Jaguars. It's, a fancy, it's a fancy jag, jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar en um, Hunters. Uh, also, um, said the tongue, uh, Hornets. Uh, Crusaders. Oh my God. Because I came in, this is because they released a couple of years, you know, Team Yankee first came out. It's quite, quite an old game now, technically. Um, and I managed to get a super duper deal on these academy kits, and they were all about one pound fifty each. Uh, so I bought a box full. I was like, "Yes!" Oh, and tornadoes. I was like, "Yes, plastic tornadoes. This is amazing. This is great." Um, and the confession I have 
is as of today, I have no idea where that box is. It is it is somewhere. I put them all in a single box, and that box exists. It could be in this house. It could be in the Guildford garage. It could be in the garage here. I do not know. I haven't seen it in about 20 months. <laughs> At one point, I will find that box and go, oh, excellent. I've now got these models again. Um, and what will you do with them? Uh, look at them and put them back on the shelf with yeah, a clear label go. on the side of the box going, aircraft for Team Yankee. No. Uh, Team Yankee are great. You know, aircraft and Team Yankee are fantastic. It's just whether or not you can uh, take the appropriate uh, defences against them with other other forces. But uh, no. Love, love, a, love a spay cat. Jag. Also, I was looking at printing one one hundred scale aardvarks, and this is this was ridiculous. Uh, like well, the aircraft. Massive. So that's the thing. So the helicopters are one to hundred scale, but the, the aircraft are one forty four because they are so big. Um, it would be cool to have a uh, a Vulcan <laughs> in one to hundred scale <laughs> as a crash wreckage, aka Thunderball event um but i was looking at doing i can't remember now hunters i said hunters i've got hunters i shut up duncan those are the only ones i've got for my iranians i think i've got um mirages are they mirages lee that sounds about right i did he's mute on, lee on, when he left he, so he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's on talking mute. to himself yeah, I've seen that too. I think it's quite I was about a, to comical. message him, but then he started <laughs> <Yeah>. talking. <laughs> Thanks. I think they're, I think they're mir- mirages, aren't they? I thought they're phantoms, because oh. they're Iranians, aren't they? Phantoms! Yeah. Phantoms are tiger phantoms. sharks. That's what I've got in the box. Not hunters, phantoms. Oh, oh. For now. Yeah, they're, the phantoms are for, instead of the... Uh, su- 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 Super 25s, because yeah. it's that weird thing with their the Russians, yeah. But um, they, uh, Mark kindly printed them off for me, but they've got a massive fuel tank underneath. And I haven't worked out a way of taking that fuel tank off a 3D printed model to put a rod in to actually make it flyable. So I've got six of them, I think. Oh, I see, to mount it up, yeah. Can yeah, you just put magnet on the, on the fuel tank and just put the fuel tank on? No, it's on. round, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Just put a bit of green stuff either side to keep it in place afterwards. Oh, I suppose, I could. Well, maybe that's an idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I've got, I think. I think. So I haven't got anything at the moment, but I was thinking if I ever get around doing the Norwegians like I was planning, I'd probably get F six some F sixteen models and use them as standing for Vigans with Mavericks. F sixteens. The sexy Vigan. You're gonna replace the sexy Vigan. And see the first thing. I, I love Saab aircraft, but the Vigan is my least favourite Saab aircraft. You wash your mouth out. But, but look, the Draken Draken's lovely. Vigan's okay. The gripping is lovely. It's uh the problem is the Vig- it's a bit like a phantom. The Vigans just got a weird 1970s aesthetic where it's just a big afterburner cans, that oversized, yep. you know, um, yep. flying surfaces. It's just very ungainly looking. And the phantom's the same. It's a class I can appreciate it, but I don't love it. Be unwanted. You don't I mean, want uh, it. The thing I love about the phantom as well is physically how large an aircraft that thing is because it's huge. 
Mm-hmm. And if you ever see one in real life, how small the cockpit cockpit is. It's, it's very cramped. Yes, it's extremely <laughs> small for such a huge aeroplane. They're like, should we give them enough room to you know breathe? No, no, don't worry about that. Just jam more electronics in there. We need more valves. <laughs> uh, more punk cyber. Cyberpunk. Um, okay, Darren. What is on your painting table, buddy? I have a secret project, which I will only announce later this year, um, that I have been researching for the last month or so. Um, But uh, the project that is actually on the table in terms of painting is a force very similar to Mr. Taylor's, which is... uh, a unit from the 7th Brigade. So his unit is from the 9th Brigade. Mine's from the 7th Brigade of the 3rd okay. Canadian Division, uh, which uh, landed at uh, D-Day as well, um, which I am really hoping to be able to bring with me yes. when I come in June. Excellent. That's going to be amazing. Did, was Canada Rick D-Day? I mean, was Britain at D-Day? I thought it was just the Americans, wasn't it? I thought... <laughs> yeah, it's just the Americans. I thought there was... From my understanding of D-Day from Hollywood is, is Tom Hanks and MG42s. And that was it. There's nothing else. Was it... No, that's correct. No, that's Virtually it, nothing yeah. else, not... And uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> sure, Sean Connery. A very young Sean Connery. Yeah. In the longest day, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Does he make which I found out recently, Tacey's actually watched, which I was impressed. What, yeah. without you? Yeah, 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 before. Oh. The before times, <laughs> the before, the, before, the BE years, the before Edward years. Uh, yeah. no, she's watched, she's watched uh, The Longest Day, as, just as a movie. And I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. She could remember a couple of scenes, namely the paratrooper with his boots on backwards. Didn't realise it was John Wayne that was there. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, cool. So we're looking forward. We have a list of... Uh, uh, movies that we're gonna we're, we're re-watching. So we've done Band of Brothers. Um, That's not a movie, Eddie. Well, you know, <laughs> movies, well, it is. It's just nine nine movies in a row. Um, or as I like uh, to call it, television. Yes, uh, but it's quite fun because it's fun because I can see that it's it's about going and finding um, finding more movies with actors that she knows from other things that then she gets all excited about. So watching. Um, uh, Memphis Bell was spot on because she's like, that's Sean Astin. <gasps> that's, is it Freddie something junior? Freddie Koenig junior. Freddie Koenig, Koenig junior. Um, Quinton, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Memphis Bell was my favorite third date movie because the girls were so bored with the movie. I, Harry Connick you know, Jr. It's a winner, just so you know. Thanks, Mike. Harry Connick Jr. So, so, oh dear. So, there you go, Eddie. There's definitely one to put on the list. Yeah, we know we've watched it. That's the thing. That's, oh. that, that's, that's done. That, that, that's, that's done. I'm kind of building up to the next one. But obviously, uh, Masters of the Air is um, coming out in end of January, which is the next version. The next, that's good. The, oh, no, it's Masters so good. of the Air. Is that, is that with Skeletor? It is not. <laughs> oh, okay. That's weird. <laughs> no. Eddie, does that mean you're going to watch Red Tails again? Can you, can you give I, it a woo? What Red I Tails. don't understand, I wanted Red Tails to be so good. And it had so much potential. 
but I don't understand how in that movie world the the the, the German war machine failed due to lack of resources and yet they still had enough petrol to put it in every single structure on an airfield including the wooden control tower <laughs> there is a scene where a P51 flies across an airfield strafes the wood log control tower and it explodes in a fireball 40 50 feet high it's like come on why it's wooden it's a wooden building what have they got up there other than the entirety <laughs> of their, their fuel ration like um, a Michael Bayless shit <laughs> uh, it was it was uh and then taking out a battleship with 50 cows as well through the decks yeah that works that's totally that's totally what happened was it HMS Hood <laughs> too soon too soon too soon, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Eddie, now you understand my pain every single time I watch any movie that requires somebody to fire weapons because I have learned how to count rounds and I'm like, nope, yep, they need to change the it. magazines. And I'm like, ah, oh, they just went over the number of rounds in that magazine. I love I love Top Gun Maverick, time. but the one thing I can never get past is the is the sound it makes on the cat on the cannons when the, when the, when, the, when, the, when the Vulcans firing on the F-14 at the end. It just makes this yeah. weird like. Hollywood machine gun noise rather than the bird kind of like yeah. But also but also, oh yes, we have Hotas, hand on throttle and stick. All the buttons you need are right there. But obviously the yeah. chaff dispensers, this big red plunger button. Apart from this... later, on the F fourteen when they do it properly. It's like I, I can't understand why they put that big red button cut thing in the cockpit. <laughs> this is massive like emergency cutoff switch for a a flipping workshop. It's like meh, meh, so bizarre. Firing flares, meh. I think it would have been better if it was historically accurate in that as soon as they got the wheels up on the F-14 Tomcat, had a double engine flame out and just crashed into the hillside. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, movie over. Job done. Yep. Because Iranian F-14. This is why you don't get an Iranian F-14 after all of these years and try to take off from a taxiway, boys. Mm-hmm. But it was on point you checked the seat didn't work and one of the sidewinders didn't actually guide on. So I, like, I did like the fact yeah. they put that in. Yeah. No, I need to rewatch that. It's a good film. Has it got has it got any oiled up male torsos? Unfortunately, it's a little bit more. Mawa Mawa planes. Yeah. yeah, Duncan only watches Top Gun for the uh, blatant homosexuality. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> the that sexual volleyball. tension you can cut through a knife between Iceman and Maverick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Top Gun is so unique in the sexual tension. You can't cut it with a knife. The sexual tension cuts the knife. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got you got the third wheel of goose. Just <laughs> I'm married. Oh, <laughs> can I play too? No, you can't. Goose, go away. Oh. You can be mowing men anytime. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh, we have an update from uh, yes, I've Darryl seen about the uh, <laughs> the the, the, the of Shrek. What's it called? The Panda the pan- Wagon. The, the, uh, it's got a brilliantly written backstory. Panzer Schwimmwagen. Klein Panzer Schwimmwagen. This vehicle was the imaginative idea of a Panzer Shrek gunner by the name of Bruce Gosling. Bruce, he was, yeah. He was tired of having to lug his launcher across the battlefield. He spoke to his commander about his idea and was given the go-ahead. But instead of getting armored vehicles for his project, the motor transport officer gave him three worn-out Schwimmwagens to use. 
His anger was channeled into making his vehicles combat effectively. Effective. Well, it's failed miserably. <laughs> Shortly after they were completed, they were instrumental in defeating an attack by Soviet forces. During the attack, Bruce drove his vehicle with reckless abandon, giving, getting into the rear of T-34s before firing a weapon at close range. He was credited with destroying three T-34s to include one which was in the process of driving over the empty officer's Kubelwagen. The explosion from the Panshek warhead both set off the T-34's ammunition and immolated the MT officer. So, so there we go. So if I kill more than four T-34's with it, you, that's, you that's, are historically that's accurate. Ball. That's historically accurate, yeah. And as Darren's just pointed out, in case people have forgotten, Bruce is Duncan's new name after the other Duncan became a patron. <laughs> the other Duncan? <laughs> that's disgusting. Two coats, Duncan. Yeah, the other Duncan. He's the other Duncan. I'm the original Duncan. I'm sure that's I mean, how his followers both differer, but yes. It's a... yeah. well, how old is own... he? I was do you have your first. own paint range? Yes. <laughs> you do? Yes. It's not for public consumption. Too much cadmium content. Have we got any more questions from the floor? Or from people? Is, or from people? No. I think who have we got left? Uh, Chris, I don't think I've asked you what you're painting yet. I am currently painting my West Germans for Team Yankee, especially my M113 uh, OP. The best Which Germans. I love Ooh. that you yeah. freely sculpted that entire new top plate for it and it looks awesome. <laughs> so. yeah, thanks. But I found out after uh, scrolling through the Battlefront page that um, Team Yankee, Rob, I don't know. It's, it's like a, a post from them uh, that he also had one in his army. So he did right. it before it was cool, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, hobby just, just copycat, man. It's game over, man. Yeah. Just a, just a Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like Hollywood, it's like when Hollywood releases two films with the same thing at the same time. It's just like, oh. Yeah, like Raven Dread. So I just tried to trick a mic there. Oh, not, the same film. <laughs> not the same film. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Turner, I think we haven't asked you what you're painting. He's thinking about it. Oh, he was miles away. Yeah, he's having a miles bar. He, he's doing a live action reenactment of me in every meeting I've ever sat in. Oh. Ever. Is that some like uh, 10 millimeter Romans, Celts? Six, six millimeter Romans. Six millimeter Romans, Celts. It could be anything at six millimeters. It's historically accurate. <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. They were shorter. Yeah, we need to play those. Uh, play those down at, uh, the, the GGC. Are up. you still playing? Um, what do you call it? Oh my god, I've had a brain. The old games workshop rules. Warmaster. Warmaster. That's it. So uh, yeah, Warmaster is a great game. So, I mean, it's a game, yeah. It is a great game. Well, uh, so, so, so I must admit, and and having had Mister Everest join the world of uh, resin printers, I will still I'll put my hands up and say my a proud hobby achievement is that I do not own a three D printer, which I think is a fantastic level of self control, um, especially seeing what is happening to my gaming compatriots uh, and and the games that they are playing. Um, at, at Guildford Games Club, um, 
the 20, 20th of January, I want to say, is a, 120 years since the Battle of Isandawana. Is that about right? Probably, yeah. It's saying, yep. I think Mike's looking at that. Mike's, Mike's. Isandawana, as in Zulu. Isandawana. As in Zulu. 20th of Jan, yeah. So, 1869, uh, yeah. We, we have a couple of reenactors um, at the, the, the Guilford Games Club, uh, one of which has, you know, uh, J- James Dix, Dixie. He's a fantastic guy who uh, runs his, the Guilford, Gilders Ford Radio. Isanduanuka. Mike, you got to pronounce that. You can't just, you, you've got a microphone, bud. Come on. Rorkstriftmas. <laughs> It's a national holiday of Rourke's Driftmas and Isandlawanaka. Isandlawanaka. <laughs> I, I was oh, like, oh, wow. This, uh, I, I, I was working really hard on my pronunciation. I thought I got it wrong. I thought Mike was being <laughs> Please don't, because your pronunciation upon, upon all other languages, other, and including English, is appalling. <laughs> What's wrong with Bissagulary? Bissagulary? Bissagulary. Do you want your Bissagulary with uh, Parmesan, huh? Hey, Giuseppe, you got any more of those besetulelis at the back? Cancelled. So, the, the, the whole, the, the long arc of this is at the Guildford Games Club, we are now having a reenactment of the Battle of Isandawana in uh, six mil. And apparently they've printed over 400 Zulus already and going. Uh, and with contrast paints, um, they What, are, six mil? Yep. It's and they're really good sculpts as well. They're they're really beautiful models, but they're they come out on the bases, and with contrast paints, half of them already painted. It's incredible the scale of stuff. Um, we obviously have Paul Townsend who three D printed an entire twenty eight millimeter Minas Tirith for Lord of the Rings, and then saw that someone had taken the files and scaled them down to ten millimeter, and is now halfway through reprinting the entire thing in ten millimeter. To play oh, wow. War Master Lord of the Rings. I mean, he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. It's it's and they look amazing. And it's just like I'm so glad because I I know resin's carcinogenic, and I will probably be drinking the stuff by this point because. <laughs> yep, it's. I mean, is it carcinogenic? Oh, it's terrible. D- really? Dixie actually gave himself a he, he became he became allergic to it through exposure. Uh, because he was like, oh, I know I should be wearing gloves, but this is fine. It's the hobby, right? You just do what you do with all these bit solvents and things. And then he was like, why are my hands all scabby and falling apart and really bad? And then he realized it was because he'd exposed himself to the resin too many times. So there's a warning That's... for you folks. Just get it done in China. Right? <laughs> You'd have to worry about that, right? Yeah, that's why the best 3D printer is one your friend's own, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that his name? One your friend's <laughs> friend, own? Friend's own. Yeah. No. Excellent. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. That's going to be really good. Ooh. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Should really paint some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we should just get that as a soundbite because you just play that over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what do you think about Fez? I should really paint some stuff. Yeah. Chris, Chris has something to say. So, Chris, go ahead. What are you guys currently painting? Ooh. Good question. Yeah. No, you no, don't get to ask questions. Next question. Uh, <laughs> no, I've, um, well, what, what has changed, because we've recorded part one already, 
we were talking about we were painting last week and a bit ago. Um, but what's painting now is the Mantic, my my beautiful, amazing wife uh, for my advent calendar, got me the Mantic Barroom Brawl, which is a fantastic idea. It's an advent calendar that is a board game with miniatures that each day you open up and you get a new component for the board game. So like you open it up and, oh, it's a dwarven fighter with a Santa hat on. And the next day you open it up, oh, there's the dice and then there's <laughs> the tokens. And the lid of the advent calendar is the board. And essentially the last day is the rules. So I haven't read the rules yet because there's spoilers about what you're going to get. So it makes sense. Um, but at the end of it, you'll have a board game where you're trying to go. For, I think it's like the old Bugman's Brewery game where you're at your table when you're trying to get food and get back to your table whilst fighting your opponent to make sure they don't <laughs> get their meal first. I'm um, that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think it's a version of that, but Mantified. So Ronnie Ronnie from Mantic Games has, has done his own version, but as an advent calendar. So he wants to get taken something to read done and put their own spell on it. I'd made it better, yeah. Um, so I am. That that's the next thing on my painting table because uh, we have mince pies and miniatures, which is the Guildford Club is a, a Christmas Eve party of board gaming and miniatures. Hoping to play it there, but painted. So that's my aim. <laughs> Doug, what are you painting? I'm just assembling. I've got a uh, a. Um, what's it called? Star Wars Legion Army that I've got to get together. So I'm, I'm mostly assembling that at the moment, okay. which is uh, it's harder than it looks. They're they're really annoying little sculpts. So they they all come together, but they don't come with any instructions in the book. Oh, oh, in the box. Sorry, you have to go online and find the instructions, and then it's for each individual model. There is only one way it goes together, and you have to then hunt down the parts for that model on the sprues. <laughs> I find I'm not good, I'm not good at assembling stuff anyway, and I find it crushing. But then the, the models are incredible, right? It's, it's almost like Games Workshop level. Like that guy, just one little dude for your commander. It's like sixteen quid because it comes yeah. with a bucket load of cardboard bits with it and custom dice because it's ex Fantasy Flight games. No, it doesn't. You don't get the dice or anything. You just get the cards. You have to have custom it. dice, right? They've got, they've got to have custom dice, it's, otherwise it's not fancy. Of course they do, yeah. Yep, there you go. Yeah, custom <laughs> dice. Custom but, dice. I mean, it's quite a good game. It's, it's just it's scratching this Star Wars itch. And I've got uh, Bosk. I'll just put it together. But it's also really annoying because some of the models are plastic and some of them are they're like the Sinocast. Mm. So some of them you can stick together with poly cement and then other ones you go, ah, Oh, I need some super glue. It's like a mixed medium. Yeah, I think they must have changed how they were producing it. But yeah, that's why I'm putting together. I'm, I'm, I'm in assembly mode again. Cool. Trying to build some stuff up. And then I don't know what to paint first. I need to have a, a, I need to consult the painting template ready for the new year. Oh, I could give you an update on that, actually. While we're here. What I painted this year, because it was a bit of a... It was a bit of a slow end to the year, but I think I think it was quite productive overall. For, well, if every I get to year this sheet, hmm? every year you have is far more productive than in my years. So. Let's have a look. Do you remember in January last year I did all those orcs, Lord of the Rings? I started yeah. the year off really well and painted like forty models. I was like, yeah. What happened? <laughs> but it wouldn't the hell from there. Yeah. Yep. So I. Mm, how much has been done? So there's 217 teams painted. 
two what? What? Two hundred and seventeen. Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. And then, how many points is that? That's five hundred and twenty-four points. What's the frontage of a uh, phase of war base? Is it five centimeters? <laughs> inch uh, and a half, isn't it? Yeah. An inch and a half. So. Yeah, but some of those are like tanks and stuff. Don't forget, I, I painted. Oh, it's uh, not 217 infantry teams. No, it's just teams in general. Um, I could probably work out what tank and AFE versus. I've got tank, AFE, gun, and infantry. All well, if it was infantry like teams, that's 27 feet worth of frontage of yeah. infantry teams. <laughs> well, don't forget, at the start of the year, like, I painted that German Jaeger force on a whim that I've got, that we've, I think I played once with. I don't think you paint entire forces on a whim. I, I, I can't even paint a half a model on a whim. Well, yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> decided to do it, and then yeah, I went, oh, these aren't very good. These Yag cannons, uh, these cannon Yag panzers are awful. Ah, they yeah, are awful. We, we tried to tell you that. I know. And then I painted up that entire Hungarian army. Hungarian army, yep. So that was all done. Oh yes, that's in it's in the storage locker, Chris. It's in a I've had to invest in a storage locker like Eddie now. Captain the Ducks. Yeah. It's <laughs> in the vault. Story or model isn't an off site location. Well, it's quite it's quite funny because one of my friends is getting back into in Crawley, um, and he's like he's trying to put together a template of the stuff that, that we've got as a collective. <laughs> and, it, and he said, Can you list down the forces you've got for Flames of War? And I went, oh, I can. And he went, okay, and, and which ones of these are painted? I went, oh, no, no, that's the painted ones. I, I can list you the other stuff as well if you want. You know. I've got that M... I think, actually, I might give the desert a go again because I've got that M3 Lee force that I was going to do for Lee's Dak-Dak force. But it'd be, it'd be quicker to list the things you haven't painted, right? Like, I don't have this and I don't have that. Um, <laughs> it, that was There was a bit of that because he was like, oh, how many pounds of fours you got? I, I don't know. Some, enough. Company. Well, how many, how many, how many battalions? So. <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't got, I haven't got the, the quite the, the Lee. I've got the whole of three RTR in every period. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe the Herman Goering. I've still got some. I've still got some uh, Nimrods to paint to make the fourth Nimrod company, and I've got all so the Bassage to paint. To be fair, I've I've got. Yeah, I've got five. I've only got five left in the Bazaar to paint. Five what? Five, what's the unit here? Five teams? Five, five, com- five, five companies. <laughs> <laughs> which, which rounds it out nicely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's 13 companies in the, the Bazaar. Uh, yeah. It's either five or six. I can't remember. I've lost track. It's <laughs> a, a lot of people, that's for sure. Yeah. Lee, what's From your painting update? I am having a bit of a headache right now with the airbrush. I'm trying to get the M113s oh, nice. done for the Anzacs. Um, I haven't got, so got the LAVs all done, so I switched to the M113s. Try to get the mortar carriers and the manpad carriers done. And try and paint the interior. I, I sort of primed them. And now try and paint the interior. For some reason, the airbrush now is just refusing to run paint for it. Um uh. Both greens are very clumpy. I've been trying to filter them because I think the clumps are. Have you got a filter? Yeah, I got a filter. So I've been trying to run. I've been trying to run it for a filter. I think I think Martin gave me the filter very kindly ages ago. So I'm trying to filter it out, trying to get the clumps out. 
I mean, there's, a point, there's a point where I just give up and buy a new bottle. I think I'm getting to that point, yes. Yeah, it, it's unfortunately, I think most of my paints are like that. It's got to the point where they've just sat there for so long for the end yeah. rush. It's like, I'm better off buying uh, a new, new set. You need one of those little shakers. No, I've got a shaker. It's I've got a shaker. shaker. I've got mm. a mixer, but literally the paint has dried and there's clumps in it, which is fine for brush painting, but airbrushing, forget it. Yeah. Like the second you it's get something. It's bearing in it. Even then, it won't well, break up. Unfortunately, it's just because it, it's, it's a microscopic level atomization of paint yeah. you need to have happen. If your paint is slightly dodgy, it's a variable you can't really control. You can mitigate to a point, but you can't control it. And it's enough to just stop you. Stop yeah, it working. And then basically, like, it's like, sausage, like a clean. sausage coming up my nozzle. The, the thing is, there goes the clean rating. It's like, it's like, it's like your play doh thing, I'm pressing the play down, and there's just like <laughs> this big thing of paint coming out the end of it. It's a laying cable. If it's that bad, I mean, I mine, mine normally just stops and I have to, you know, up the pressure and put it out. So I try up the pressure. You know, it, it was just firmly clogged. That's a problem I think I've got at the moment. So I might have to just go buy another bottle. But yeah, it, yeah. Prostate issue, thanks. Yeah, man. yeah. Get to that age. Yeah, well, you, you got to, you old... have to check if your donut's still a donut, right? Yeah, it's not turning into a potato. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> just put in your GW water pot. That causes it doesn't eddy. Yes. <laughs> GW does. The GW water pot is uh, going, is actually upstairs at the moment. I was just about to grab it and, uh, and just show it. Oh, unfortunately, it's, it's doing all right. Do you know? Do you know what I will say about the GW water pot, though. Oh my god! In all seriousness, I've never drunk the paint water out of it. Just saying. Just saying. All the people who use mugs. There's two types of people when they use a painting mug for painting water. Those who are drunk out of the painting water and those who will. <laughs> yeah, so he could just seeing Quinton's holding up his G, his GW painting mug. Oh my so god. Yeah, you, it, although <laughs> although I must admit it hasn't stopped me licking my brushes. <laughs> that, that habit what was about, what about what you painting? Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. Okay. Um if we have, yeah. do we have any more questions or should we move on to events? I think we move on to events, yeah. yeah. We move on to events. Excellent. Uh, so, oh my gosh, next year is looking amazing um, already. Uh, the 20th of January, he says, thinking I've bought a ticket. Guys, have you bought tickets? I need to buy my ticket. What's that for? Do, uh, is this a confirmation? Team Yankee, one day. Team Yankee, one day. Showdown of steel. I think we're practicing tomorrow night. <laughs> At oh, TTR yeah. High Wickham, 95 points. Team Yankee, are you going? Well, yeah, I was trying to buy a ticket, and so it was late, but we couldn't find it on the site. You need, you were going to send me a link. I'll send you the link to me. Yeah, I've got, I've got it. <laughs> I will find you the link. And it's on Discord. If you go to Is Discord, it? it's on there, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. find it uh, February the 3rd and 4th is Corrivalry. Um, Flames of War Late War, 100 points with a 40-point swap at Betterford Hobbies in Daventry. I am booked up, signed up, going to that. Um. Hopefully you what are you taking? Probably Brits. Oh, no. And I'm going to lean heavy. So last year, I got mullered by people having this swap because I was just doing it in the old school, like, oh, I'll just swap a little bit for the missions. And other people lent heavily into it for the absolute meta. And for 40 points, you can completely change the formation you're in. So I'm thinking about doing that and just being like, oh, because for late war now, it's like, oh, you've got Berlin infantry. <laughs> 
I need my salvo templates and things with flamethrowers. Or, oh, you've got tanks. I need my tank hunters and all those things. So I'm thinking about maybe mixing up with that and having one laser-focused lists and being metagamery. I I, I just need to win something, for the love of God. Well, this is is it. Maybe you're just going to chase that. I'm chasing a real treasures and my friends make it along the way. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing that for years. They're all my friends. They'll forgive me this one. We're going to have to start calling you Icarus. It's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can fly. Yeah. I nearly won. I nearly won. Oh, no. I've fallen down and hurt myself. Yeah. So I just need, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so that's February the 3rd and 4th at Battlefield Hobbies. Icelandic Nationals is February 17th, but I think that's already sold out and long gone, mm. unfortunately. Oh, maybe next year. Uh, March 9th, Tabletop Republic, High Wickham. Berlin wait, awaits. Flames of War, Late War, 110 points. One day. That'd be interesting. Especially. 110. 110. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points on another big board. Yeah. Um, 8th and 9th of June, 2024, is the Barn Bash 80th day patron event. Whoop, 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 whoop. So excited for that. I've been getting all of my shiznies together. Um, he says uh, 20th of July uh, again at Tabletop Republic no borders Flames of War Late War 100 points Fortress Europe lists only that's interesting that's mm. very interesting that's that's a bit tasty well, that my, is... Martin's got his hand like that and nodding at the same time Ooh, oh, so, you've got yeah, eyebrow raise Ooh. Oh, uh, breaking news as well. Uh, Into the Fire, a World War Three Team Yankee tournament, 95 points at Tabletop Republic on the 20th of April. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me cut. Is that, that Billy Joel? It just, it's just popped up on Discord this evening. So you might have oh, has it? it? Before we start. Oh. Yeah. That's because I did this at the beginning of the last recording of the episode. So instead of January one goes, we might go to that one as well. <laughs> yeah, if we, if we win it. The insects done by then. French Canadians. It's a boot freedom. Um, Oh, Mike might be coming to us. Can't, can't take it long for the January one, Mike, because it's 20th January is as well. So. Party bus. Party bus. Hold on. Come on. Hold on. Mike's Mertley, playing at I know. That's what I, I'm as shocked as you are. It'd be Hold funny because. The last one I remember terrible, Mike doing. Terrible idea, and I'll only play once, <laughs> and I'll play it, and I'll put the end of it, and we'll drive home in absolute silence. <laughs> how we go? How we go? That's fine, mate. That's not, that's not how we do tournaments. In I'm, the I'm not playing Tim Yakin yeah. <laughs> Where's you throw your army out the window? Meteor Congo just says so it. You, you drive, you drive <laughs> home with the McDonald's drive-through milkshake. That's the tradition. You have to do that. Yes, back from warfare was try to find a blade drive-through that's open. <laughs> Four different drive-throughs we went to trying to find a poxy. But don't we got our milkshake? We got it in the end. Damn it! Took us an extra hour, but we got it in the end. <laughs> oh, the things we do for traditions. Um. 24th of October, again, at Tabletop Republic. Someone's like they're the only ones who've listed all their tournaments in our thing. Steel versus Steel, Team Yankee, 115 points. Oh, God, of Team Yankee. Um, <laughs> the 28th and 29th of September is the Flames of War UK Nationals, which is the late war battlefield hobbies Daventry, um, which, oh, that's just tasty, late war. I don't think we've got a points limit just yet, but that's going to be cutthroat competition of the highest level. You'll be alright you'll be all right because I'm in Anzio. Oh, We're actually in Anzio. Yeah we can chair. Don't no don't mind. there's no pressure. 
I'm gonna. I'll try. We're doing an Anzio. I'm going on a tour. <laughs> nice. You stop with the beaches. Well, beach holiday. Yes. Gonna have a look at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> look at underpasses and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the big one, November sixteenth and seventeenth, Warfare, run by yours truly at the Farnborough, at, well, the Reading War Game Show, which is hosted in Farnborough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's confusing. Um, which will be Flames of War. Um, at the moment, haven't confirmed it yet. Nothing's in, it's solidified, but it, it's most likely going to be eighty points, D Day themed. So the concept here is it's the eightieth anniversary of D Day, so eighty points, smaller games. It'll be five games again, so three on the Saturday, two on the Sunday, um, with red versus blue list swap. What? So you have a primary list that you take, either Axis or Allies, that is your list. You can have a secondary one of the opposite um, alignment, as it were, to enable it, all games to be red versus blue. Um, if you do that, if you bring two lists, you gain, at the start of the tournament, one Flames of War victory point booth on the board before you do anything else. Um and because it's D-Day, if you take both your lists from D-Day or D-Day appropriate forces, you get an additional point. So before game one, you can score two points and therefore be better than some of my tournament scores without even playing, you know, without even rolling a dice. Um, the terrain is, and we're going to work very hard to make the terrain very thematic and very fun, but they will still be a flat tournament so they won't be like the d-day beach assault missions uh, because i think they're a little too swingy to have in a d-day in, in, in a tournament um so i'm going to turn warfare hopefully into a themed fun tournament which is the gem the jewel in the flames of war tournament crown because if you're gonna run something you might as well make it the best thing there is mm-hmm. um uh, so the tournament games will be fair, be fun, be hard fighting, and super duper fun with amazing terrain. Hopefully, that's the thing. Is that's the plan, um, but balanced as well. And you will have to come. Every single person who hears this has to come uh, and buy all their tickets. And- I just did. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally ruining our clean rating at the last minute, Mister Marlow. Thank you very much. <laughs> And that is November the 16th and the 17th of, war, uh, of um, 2024, next year. Oh, my God. And that's that's what I've got on my list so far, which I'm looking forward to yeah, elongating for now. For now. Um, I think it's time for the 100th shoot and scoot. I, I mean, we've got, we've got to say thanks to all the patrons for mm-hmm. backing us on this one. We have reached episode 100 at long last. We got there. <laughs> yeah, and th- thanks to all of our listeners as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even if you aren't a patron, it's a special doubly uber thanks to the patrons because mm-hmm. you've literally put your money where your mouth is, which means... Got some nice shiny mics. Which means a lot. My camera isn't that shiny. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> Microphones. Right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with multiple mics and microphones um, and hats as what Everest is now derailing the entire podcast by putting on a phenomenal hat of what which I that? have no description. That's actually lean back getting in, in is the Is that shot. a literal it's, it's a sh- hat? It's a Shaco. It's a Shaco. Mm. It's got a string underneath. Which <laughs> he's now doing up. Mike, tell me what hat are you wearing, please? 
It's a French uh, 45th Enfant de Ligne. Uh, it's a French Chateau from uh, Waterloo. Um, it's still more authentic than Ridley Scott. How do you <laughs> feel? I'm wearing a 49ers jumper. I'm still more authentic than Ridley Scott. <laughs> well, your, hat, your hat says 45, so that's a, it's an instant I mean, mismatch yeah, between units there. Um, yeah, so. Mike, how do you feel now that you've won the war? Uh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> no one has hats like me. So yeah. <laughs> um, Sounds like a challenge, yeah. Yes, so shoot and scoot for the 100th time. Uh, we've, got vet, we've got to be veteran at this point. Uh, Darren's right? got to give us some stats on this because Darren. Surely... Oh, you got the Darren. Darren, have you got the stats that you can, we can ruin our. He's going to break for a salt dice. So. Yeah, I, but I have to break it to you. It, this will be the 98 um, attempt because there were a couple times early on that you failed to actually do that <laughs> as part of this. So uh, it is That's all why you see archivist. He I've knows got to has. say, that makes me infinitely prouder of the podcast because that is entirely commensurate with the amount of effort that we put into this thing. Or <laughs> <little> thought, yeah. <laughs> Ninety-eight. Oh, well, I can tell you specifically which episodes you didn't shoot. Okay, which ones? Like. <laughs> oh, hey! three and thirteen. That feels appropriate. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> thirteen was unlucky, anyways, and three was early was back early during the days, war. So. Yeah, yeah, pre-pandemic. Yeah. pre-pandemic. The old, the old times. Is it, is it one AM yet? Oh god, <laughs> oh. that's what started the broom bar nonsense. It was. <laughs> so Mike's just suggested we actually roll the shoot and scoot as per Daryl's um, swim wagon Panzer Panzerstreck thing. So what was oh, the skill rating for it? Was the it skill was rating it... for the Klein Panzer swim wagon? Is it's trained? <laughs> it's trained. Okay. Also, so... I just realised it made me laugh. Uh, it's got a assault rating of missing. So if you attack away, yeah, it's also got integral lucky. So if you fail this, you need to reroll. We get a reroll. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Well, we got a one, so we've got the reroll. Yeah. This is swingy break for assault dice. And it's a four. So there you are. We passed and this it on the reroll. But you remembered lucky. I'd have used the reroll on the cross check. Clearly, to get out of the river. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We've actually passed. We've passed the one hundred, the ninety eight slash one hundredth episode roll. Amazing! So, the Armored Train Wreck of a podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Phase of War podcast, and the team of Blake to Assault and Cody UK. Was brought by support from Battlefront Hobbies, Dice of War, Frontline Terrain, and the fact we made it to one hundred, but Princess Diana died in the attempt. <laughs> <laughs> or was she only doing like seventy?
Mm. Oh, nice. That's yeah. Good. Hey, baby. Welcome to Shoot and Scoot. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'll do the Barry White voice. That'd be awesome. Nice. <laughs> but like in, the, in a West Country accent. All right. All right, All right liver. liver. <laughs> Welcome to Shoot and Scoot. Yeah. Welcome to Shoot and Scoot. Oh, the adorable voice part, L. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, that's but, horrifying. But, yeah, is that what it sound like? No. <laughs> Funny enough, there's a hundred episodes where you can hear exactly what you sound like. Just yeah. I, I, never, I never re-listen. Really I'd be some kind of maniac to re-listen to the podcast. Hello. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> 